All right, welcome to episode, this is actually our 120th episode. It took us 120 episodes of God Mode Unlocked to bring our first guest on, but we're super yeah. excited to have this guest because we have Dave Oshry from New Blood Interactive and uh, Rocketworks as well on the show with us today. So thanks for joining us all the way from New Zealand. That's uh, wow. hey, uh, yeah. I did finish pooping. Thank you, oh. Epic. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm done. Re I got shout out. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, cool to be here. What, all good what's uh what's the situation like in new zealand right now like you know covid wise it's, and... it's normal it's been back to normal for uh uh since may yeah so like we've uh we locked down super early in march i got home from the states uh like two days before lockdown right before doom eternal came out um and then we locked down for like six weeks and mostly got rid of covid we had a couple of flare-ups but we've mostly been like back to normal with zero cases for most of the year so that's nothing crazy. it's 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 ba it's basically been life's been normal here that's, that's are, awesome. are you are you originally from new zealand or from the states no, I, I, don't from yeah, no, I don't hear an accent yeah i don't hear an accent there so i'm from new york and uh i lived in la for the last 10 years but now i live in uh dunedin new zealand south island where are you from the city or where in new york are you from uh long island okay long island strong island uh, but I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I lived all over uh, the tri-state area and the five boroughs. Worked in Queens, went to school in the city. You know, New York stuff. Yeah, we're from the southern tier, so not quite the city, but same state at least. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you just want to start us off, just, you know, we established where you're from. Like, what, what got you into into gaming? And then, you know, how did you, how did you break into the industry? Like, what was your entrance into the actual, like, working in the industry? I mean, I've been gaming Yeah. Uh, you you can name it. I had bylines like everywhere, um, but I had a marketing degree, um, and I had, uh, I had started talking to this dude Fred Schreiber who was trying to remake Duke Nukem 3D in Unreal Engine, um, and he uh, he ended up getting the chance to work on an actual project and asked if I wanted to come on and help do their like marketing and social because I was pretty popular. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. And that ended up being the rise of the triad reboot, which we ended up doing. So I made the jump from like writing about video games to doing marketing and PR for video games. Um, and then, uh, that snowballed into, you know, starting my own company with my friends and then 2020 new bloods where it's at now. And I work down here at Rocketworks on some indie and triple a stuff and uh yeah i'm working on like 13 games across two studios and two continents right <laughs> now but i make it work how yeah, it's, been a, it's been a weird 10 years how does you, you you quickly glossed over you know like like oh i started my own company with my friends you know like 
that like how how did you make that jump like what made you be like all right i'm going to be the one to start a gaming company like did you have like a plan like this is what we're gonna do or like how did that uh, we were just we were just kind of burnt out after working on triad and stuff with like a big team and vr was kind of was kicking up at the time it was like 2013 2014 you know when you had the big boxy rift dk1s and uh, we wanted to make a VR game, so me and my buddy Aaron and Craig, who you might know as the Craigasm emote, as our <laughs> programmer, um, started our own company based off the forum that we all, you know, hung out at called Hot Blooded uh, Games, which was Craig's forum, um, and we um, Hot Blooded Gaming, and we called the company Hot Blooded Games, um, and then me and Aaron eventually decided to call it New Blood because we had all these new people coming in. We've got all this new blood, and we were like, oh, that's a really cool name for the company. Let's do that. Um, and we tried working on a few VR things. We were working on a VR boxing game. It was pretty cool. We got it in front of Oculus, and like Palmer Lucky played it, and we were almost at like GDC 2014 with like Eve Valkyrie and shit with our VR boxing game, but we never finished it. Um, and then we tried doing a bunch of stuff that never really worked out. Aaron left to go work at Rocketworks, which is ends up coming full circle, um, you know, with Dean Hall. And then, um, you know, 20, 2014, 2015, I'm also working at Gunner. I was, uh, you know, the gaming glasses. I was their VP of BizDev for a hot minute for like two years. So New Blood's, you know, kind of not really doing much. Um, and then... Uh, we pick up Super Galaxy Squadron because we were looking for a pixel artist, and that becomes a thing. And then uh, next thing you know, I meet David, the Dusk Dude, and that happens. And the Medieval guys happen, and Ultra Killed, and Faith, and uh, Gloomwood. It just all kinds of happen, you know, just kind of snowballs. It just, um, you know, working with your friends, and then your friends have friends, and they've got games. And, you know, it's next thing you know, you're working on like 10 games. I, I was going to ask that, like, what is your, because New Blood to me, at least, you know, and, and you've, I see you tweet, you've tweeted this bunch of times, like clear, consistent branding, you know, like you've brought that up a bunch of times and like New Blood definitely has a brand. So like, as you know, head honcho of New Blood, you, you know, you've mentioned you picked up a bunch of games. You know, I think, you know, Dusk really blew you guys up, but then you picked up subsequent, like, you know, I love Ultra Kill. It was one of the better games that I played this year. Um, but there's a definite like style. So do you Game cult. do you like are you actively like searching for these games? Like, OK, this one no. fits our bill or are they coming to you? Like, what's that process? Yeah, no, we are. We're, so we're not a typical publisher. I don't take pitches. Um, we we want to work on less games. Um, it's all just our friends and friends of friends and, um, you know, wanting to uh, just really having a really hard time saying no to really cool shit um so like you know dusk happened and a medieval happened and then you know hakata was asking us to work with him on ultra kill for a long time where did Saul go so that's not where you go buddy um uh and it, it took like a year um oh sorry is my mic low i, I turned it up and you uh, just okay, you just cool. went back up too so okay um you know it's uh we, it's, you got to be a good fit, right? Everybody at New Blood kind of works on everything else at New Blood. We're not just a publisher where it's like, give us your game when it's 90% finished and we'll put out some fire tweets and hopefully it'll sell well. Like we, it's, we, build, we build games, you know, we do everything pretty much internally. Um, so if you join, if we, we bring you in, it's got to be, you know, you got to be part of the family. You know, everybody's just sharing their knowledge. You know, we just work out of one discord and stuff like that. Um, but like, you know, Dylan worked on Dusk with, with David and that after that was done, David was like, Hey, Dylan's been working on this game Gloomwood for like a really long time. 
Um, do you think, you know, the New Blood guys would be interested in, like, you know, getting in there and really building it out with them? Um, and I played it, and I talked to Dylan, and I, I immediately, I loved it. I remember I touched the first doorknob, and it felt just like Thief 1, and I was like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's special. He gets, you know, those old Thief games in a way that David got the old retro shooters. Um, and with Hakita, like, he just, I remember when, um, at a, on the surface, the guys didn't really get Ultra Kill. They're like, sure, it's like a retro shooter with some cool movement mechanics and a Devil May Cry score meter, but, like, what is it beyond that? And I remember I got to, uh, like, level 3 or level 4, and there's no enemies and the Claire de Lune just starts playing and you start picking up things and reading books and there's a skull in your hand. And I'm like, wait a second, there's, there's something a lot deeper here than just moving fast and shooting, which I think all of our games, at least the ones we're known for, I like to be subversive, right? You know, come for the, hot, the fast paced action, stay to have your mind blown out the back of your skull, you know, open your mouth, stick out your tongue, give me about 12 hours of your time, lose your mind a little bit. Um, I like having that kind of a vibe with our games. Um, and then with stuff like, and again, with, with Faith, I wanted to really get away from, uh, from retro shooters. I still do. It's hard. Every time I try to get out, <laughs> they pull me back in. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to definitely do more horror stuff because we've got a lot of horror chops in the company and horror fans. Um, and again, uh, Airdorf uh, Mason was a friend of David's and he's like, hey, have you heard of Faith? And I'm like, I knew Faith was a thing. I knew it was a big deal. All the big YouTubers have played it. I knew Mortis was a meme. I knew it was really popular, but I was like, I hadn't played it yet. So I finally sat down and I played it and I was like, holy shit, this guy's a genius. Um, and I started talking with him and I was like, hey, would you like us to turn Faith into like a full-blown three-chapter continuous game and, you know, put it on a new engine and put it on Switch and consoles and really make Faith into like a full complete game? And he's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I was like, cool, welcome aboard. Um, and he's also... You know, he's a he's a you know a professional animator too, as you can tell by the rotoscope stuff he does in Faith. So everybody we bring in, I want them to have multiple skills. You know, like Eardorf's an animator, but also he works on Faith. Um, you know, Hakita does lots of stuff, but he's also a composer. We've got a dev support team that helps the guys out. You know, we credit one or two of the main devs on all the games, but New Blood also has a full-time QA and dev support team that helps out across all the games. You know, five, six, seven, eight people, um, and they're really the unsung heroes. You know, you might only see like David Samansky or Johnny Samansky or Hakita or Dylan Rogers, but there's, you know, there's three or four or five people behind each of them helping working on the games. Uh, but we like to credit the guys to give them their shine. You know, at one point, David was like, oh, let's just say, you know, a New Blood game, buy New Blood, buy New Blood. And I was like, eh, I want to make, let's make everybody popular, right? And that's really worked out, especially on social. You know, you see like David and Erdorf and me and Dylan, everybody's like, you know, we've all kind of, people follow all the different developers for their own takes and their own personalities. Um, and it, the rising tide raises all ships. I think the cool thing about New Blood is when one thing does well, everything does well. You know, if one, you know, meme goes viral and one of our <laughs> games starts selling, all of our games start selling. Um, and I, like I said, clear, consistent branding. I like to be consistent um, across all of our, all of our things. And people copy that a lot, even if it's the small stuff, like our steam capsule art or our posters or shit like that. You know, I want people to know that a new blood game is a new blood game without having to do any research, right? You see it immediately, you see the black and red, or you see the poster art and you go, oh, that's a new blood game. And what people have said is, you know, that's a symbol of quality. They know if we make something or if our name's on something, they know that game's going to get good. If they see it in early access, they know that game's going to get finished and come out. Um, and that's and Nintendo something Nintendo quality has been replaced Basically, by the new yeah, blood seal of quality seal of, somebody actually did that they uh they photoshopped over the um the nintendo seal of <laughs> approval with the new blood logo that was pretty cool um 
but yeah, so um, and that's you know that's something you can't buy. That's that's something you just got to work at every day by building good games and building a good community around those games. So I'm proud of that, and that's kind of just and there was no plan like that five years ago. I wasn't like this is the way I want to you know run a company and start it with my friends. Shit just kind of happened, and if you you know, you kind of figure it out as you're going along and we're still learning stuff. You know, some of our projects haven't worked out. We've, you know, we've had to part ways with some of our developers, you know, uh, tonight we riot maximum action. Sometimes shit doesn't work out and, you know, they just, you know, it's not a good fit. Um, but we keep learning and we keep growing and everything we do is better than the last thing we do, you know, both, uh, in terms of, you know, the way we build our games, the pipeline, um, the reception, the sales. So we're doing something right. Um, especially cause you know, like, uh, it, it, it's really fun also with because when you work with the same group of people, like the stuff we learned from Dusk, we apply to Gloomwood, and the stuff we're learning from Gloomwood will apply to you know David and Dylan's next game, you know, whether that's Dusk 2 or or something else. And the stuff wasn't it Rats for Breakfast? Yeah, Rats for Breakfast is on hold. David, okay, uh, okay. David's really bad at finishing stuff, especially <laughs> almost was, he was really bad at finishing Dusk. I had to push him really hard to finish the fucking game. Uh, David, you know, he's one of those guys who likes to start projects, but it's, you know, it's hard to, once you get past that initial making games is like, oh boy, exciting, exciting, new thing, new thing. And then it's like, oh fuck, I got to yeah, do all, finish all that work. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, uh, it's always fun starting, um, starting new projects, but David's been making some smaller stuff. Uh, he's been doing some dread XP stuff. Uh, he made a squirrel stapler, um, Something Which with horses. Little, I can't remember the other. Yeah, horse. fun little the, the pony factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah David's uh, got a really uh, twisted sense of humor. Oh, Star's here from Dread XP. Hey, Star. Come there on. she is. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah you know it's and I, it's fun i like to let the guys work on side projects and stuff i don't want to just chain them to new blood it's not we're not like a record label that's like hey you can't work on anybody else um i'm a big believer in the fact that um uh you know side projects keep the creative juices flowing um as long as it's not taken away from your you know your work on the new blood games that we're trying to get out on the schedule we're trying to keep um i i definitely encourage all the guys to do like side projects and stuff because it keeps because otherwise you just get you get really in the weeds you get really stagnant um and your game suffers for it because you get bored so if you got to take a few weeks to go do a game jam or make an album or just fuck off and do some drugs i'm like i'm about it <laughs> so you you make it sound you know, it, you know way easier than it is i think like you make it sound like it's been a, and it, it, that's great from your guys perspective it sounds it sounds like it's been a very you know progressive process so but there's a lot of people as you know better than anyone probably that you know really have struggled to they want to break into the industry they don't know how to break into the industry you know for those people what would you say to them because obviously your story's you know pretty unique you know and uh um, uh, has been a big I mean, success. I like to say I like to say I work very hard to make it look like I don't work very hard. <laughs> um, I would say don't go do something else. Uh, you know, go work retail. Uh, you know, go go live with your mom. Uh, making games sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would honestly say what I like to tell kids and stuff is find what you're good at. Uh, and do that. Don't you can't be a jack of all trades. You can't be good at everything. Don't be a generalist. Um, Pick, pick, you know, it's like oh, when you go to college, which is also a waste of fucking time. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were lied to so bad in the 90s. Go to college, get a job. Um, I don't even know where my degree is. Um, uh, find what you're good at. You know, it's like if you have to, you know, when you go to college and you pick a major, um, 
you know, pick if you're if you're an animator, pick the kind of animation you want to do. If you're a 3D modeler, pick the kind of you know models you want to make or the things you want to do or the style that you're good at. Find a style and be good at that style. Um, you know, if you're a programmer, pick a language or an engine that you're really good with and get really good at it. Um, you know, it's and then find people that are looking for that. I mean, we're we're unique in the fact that we're just a bunch of, you know, friends who do what we want. You know, we're not a company that, you know, we're not hiring. We don't do that stuff. Um, Rocketworks is, though. So if you want to come work on big, crazy survival games, Rocketworks.com, you can go work on Icarus in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, but yeah, I would say find what you're good at and specialize, 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 or just don't go do something else. Working in games sucks. We are overworked and underpaid. Uh, and if people like your games, it's cool. And if they don't, they yell and scream at you on Twitter and call <laughs> you a piece of shit. Uh, luckily, we don't get a lot of that's that. That's pretty much the world in 2020. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah we're cool and our, and our players are cool. Matt, you were going to say something a minute ago? Were you about to... Well, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to ask, um, was there anything when, when you made that transition from writing to to actually, you know, publishing, was there anything that you didn't didn't foresee, didn't imagine, you know? what? Oh, yeah, I didn't know what anything cost, man. So I had some money. So I was I was a used car salesman before I started blogging. I was just blogging about games for fun to get free video games. I was playing World of Warcraft, uh, basically. I was doing nothing but working out and playing World of Warcraft in 2008, um i think a lot of us were um you know i would go to work and i would come home i would raid that was basically my life and in between i would do p90 sounds familiar real, that's right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real 2008 time um and you know when i i had some money saved up and when i got into it with fred i mean he said oh rise of the triad this reboot will cost us you know we could do this whole game for a hundred thousand dollars uh, ended up costing like three times that. I went broke. All the all his other friends who threw money in. He had a he has a rich poker player friend who threw a bunch of money in. Uh, the game ended up costing like half a million dollars and barely made its money back. Um, but like you know nowadays I make games. You know we make games way cheaper and make our developers like tons of money doing it because I I know where to spend it and what we're doing. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in twenty in twenty twelve. Uh, you know someone would say oh we need this much money for a program. I'd be like okay here take it I, that's i guess that's what it costs like i didn't know i didn't uh we built a booth for for quakecon i spent like thirty thousand dollars on this tiny booth i didn't know and then like two years later i was making building booths with like shit we brought from home for like a thousand dollars and it would be twice as big like i didn't know you know you the only way you only get experience by experiencing stuff you know you got to go through it like nobody teaches you how to be a video game producer you just got to be go through a bunch of game dev cycles you can read all the you can watch all the gdc talks and read all the the articles you want but that won't teach you about you know making games with people the only way to do that is to make games with people um so yeah uh, that's, I, I didn't know shit back then. Even now, like, you know, you know, the Rocketworks guys, Dean's like, oh man, Dave, you're like the master of early access. Three years ago, I wasn't, I didn't, I thought early access was bullshit three years ago. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we don't need to do that. We'll just release games when they're finished. And now we're known for like releasing perfect early access games and using early access the right way. But three years ago, I wouldn't have told you that. Uh, times change, you learn, you know, nothing is absolute. Um, so as long as we keep learning and getting better and learning from, you know, what we did, the last thing we did, I think we're going to keep getting bigger and better. And I think that's good lessons to apply to life. That's, um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. Cause something that Matt and I talk about, like normally our, our normal episodes of the podcast, we talk about gaming news and, you know, moves within the industry and stuff. And we, 
we uh, we've talked a lot about this like a subscription model that's getting super popular, whether it's be whether oh, yeah. it's you know Game, Game Pass, Pass or or you know there's like 15 other competitors out there. Um, you know, uh, Amazon's got their own that's coming with Luna, or it's technically already available. It's a whole bunch of prominent ones, and I wanted to ask you as a you know as as on the more indie side, like do you think do you think that as those grow? Do you think that more games are going to be sitting there forced to make a decision like I have to be on one of these services or I'm going to be hurting or like where do you see that going? Yeah, I've spoken about this a lot. Um, I think we're going right where music went five, ten years ago. We're going to the all streaming, all subscription future where you got your Spotify, you got your iTunes of games, you know. Uh, and either, you know, and we just get paid for hours people play our games uh, and we got to go on tour and sell merch to survive just like bands did and <laughs> all our money is going to come from selling vinyls and toys and shit. Um, I, I, we're going there with the Netflix of games. I mean, Game Pass is already there, right? I mean, it's the best fucking deal in the world. Yeah. I bought a series. I bought Absolutely. a series S and I got Game Pass. I've got like 40 games on my new xbox already i haven't paid for any of them except yakuza because it was new and it's worth it yakuza like a dragon rules i'm mad um, i love that yeah i mean yeah. so it's a double-edged sword like it's really great for consumers but it's really shit for developers kind of just how like spotify is really great for music fans and really shitty for artists who get paid like one cent per thousand hours their games are streamed the difference is you know people on game pass and stuff get big deals you know microsoft pays big money for those deals but what if you're not on yeah. there. what happens to the, what happens to the good old-fashioned people who are just trying to sell a 20 30 40 dollar game uh you know i don't think steam's going away anytime soon um but you know what happens when steam starts making a subscription service i don't know why they wouldn't and just curate that with the biggest best games on steam pay 20 bucks a month and get the top 10 games on steam every month i'd buy it um i so I, I, I personally think valve has been on like they've been working from home for the past 10 years i think there's a, nobody in that building anymore i, I don't i don't no. know what they're doing over there <laughs> that's i've been I, there it was I, like I, I, went to, I went to the old office it was mostly support they had like a whole giant room of just desks with people doing support stuff which is funny because people say valve has shitty tech support i saw like 100 people there just <laughs> doing tech support um they moved to a new office i haven't seen it but i heard it's very nice but yeah they've been working from home forever um, which is cool. They actually respond to emails a lot faster this year, I noticed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's where we're going. I think, you know, everybody in music said the same thing. Oh, no, albums aren't going anywhere. CDs aren't going anywhere. People are still going to buy music. Pre People are still going to buy full albums on iTunes and nope. Spotify and stuff. It's like, no, they fucking don't. You pay for <laughs> premium and you listen to whatever you want, uh, you know, which, again, it's great for consumers. Uh, but it, it, it sucks for the people who create stuff. But I think it's inevitable and we're just going to have to adapt. For New Blood, at least, I'm, I'm leaning in more to the physical stuff. Um, I want to make vinyls, toys. We just started making posters. We've been selling T-shirts. I mean, we've been selling uh, the last six months. We sold like $50,000 worth of merch. And I'm like, we could double that if we gave a shit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we could turn that into a whole little side business um and then you know figured out what we're doing with our games you know i've been talking to xbox about getting stuff on game pass and stuff like that because um that's where that's where you that's where you have to be these days um and obviously we still use steam for early access and to build our games and to release our games we're doing stuff uh switch is still the fucking coolest thing ever you know can't wait to finally get dusk out on switch and our other games on switch i think um you know i i think nintendo can probably do the same thing too i mean they charge for their uh 
they're online for you know to get the uh, you know the SNES and Nintendo games. I pay for it. Um, so I think our all streaming, all subscription future is an inevitability, um, and we need to prepare for it and adapt. Those are those are all good thoughts. Like we we obsess on the podcast over you know who's who is aligning with who. You know, like what company has signed, what publisher has signed a deal with which which subscription service because yeah, it, they're going to start picking getting, each other off very quickly. Yeah, like we're exclusive to them. Yeah, yeah qu- the acquisitions are crazy, especially you know with Microsoft and Sony and stuff, and then Microsoft buying all the Fig founders and then fucking Bethesda and um, you know uh, didn't they just buy Platinum or something too? They bought a they, big they, Japanese developer. They, they Microsoft has there's rumors, happens. right? Yeah, they, they yeah, there's rumors that they're going to. I don't think that would be that would be nuts because well they need xbox needs to penetrate the japanese market yeah um it's all i mean it's going to be hard because sony like you it's you know the nationalism is strong yeah. uh like japanese people playing on an xbox no uh <laughs> like it's it's very hard but they've had a really hard time with that market and they need to do more you know um japanese and eastern games in order to do that for sure i mean having shit like yakuza on game pass is big um uh, having stuff be exclusive is big. Uh, I think, yeah, Yakuza's uh, exclusive to Xbox uh, Series X and S7 timed. It's not on PS5 yet, which is crazy for a Yakuza game, for a Sega game. Um, so it's it's Microsoft's making big moves. Sony obviously is also making big moves. I mean, their first party stuff is untouchable. You know, New God of War. Uh, it's uh, they're gonna keep doing what they do. Um, but it's uh, it's been it's an interesting time for sure. Uh, if someone wants to acquire us, I will sell the fuck out immediately, <laughs> and I will tell people we did it for the money and fuck off to an uh, island. And you will never hear from me again. You can go get you can get Dusk Two or Three or whatever the hell the new company wants to make. I don't care. <laughs> me and my money and my jet skis and my sailboat will not give a fuck. I saw you. Haven't, t- you, haven't you already done that? I mean, no. I mean, I fucked up yeah well fair uh no i mean it is quite nice down here and i do feel very blessed and lucky that i ended up in new zealand during covid times instead of being oh, yeah. LA where i was um but uh yeah so we'll see what happens but uh no i don't plan on selling out anytime soon but i would <laughs> somebody get phil spencer on somebody zoom call phil real quick and we'll uh See if we can break we'll a deal real up. quick. Yeah, we'll get that taken care of. Maybe next time we have you on the show, we'll bring Phil on and see what we yeah, can. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get him. We'll say, Phil, we need 60 we, minutes. We haven't heard back yet. So you got 60 <laughs> minutes. We'll make a deal within the next 60 minutes. Live. Sure. All right. Uh, so one thing that I, you know, like, I, 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 I'm gonna, I don't want to pronounce his last name. Andrew H. did the music for oh. Dusk. Holschild. Now he's working on Doom. Yeah, he worked on Uh-oh. Doom. That that's what made me think here. Like, how how was it to see you know like somebody that you worked with go on to you know work for you know an absolutely legendary gaming franchise? And then my follow up is, um, you know, what what are your dream collabs? Like, what who what or who would you like to bring under New Blood? That. Uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, as Andrew's friend and someone who worked with him as his producer for many years, it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, I always told him this would happen. I'm like, dude, you're gonna work at it on Doom one day. He's like, oh, you know, man, if it happens, it happens. I'm like, no, that is your destiny. You are from Dallas, Texas. You love Doom. You're a metalhead. You're a composer. It is your destiny to work at it software on Doom. 
uh and he didn't believe me and i'm like ha i told you motherfucker but he just it's just hard it's hard work man he put in the work uh and he's awesome i remember when we used to work on rise of the triad and early dusk stuff i had so many crits for his music man i'd we'd go back and forth and argue about shit um and nowadays when he just drops stuff for medieval or the latest dusk stuff for doom and he plays it i'm like it's perfect nothing no crits bro your shit's you are you are above and beyond what i could critique as your producer you are just you have grown that much he's uh he deserves all his success um it's uh it's been really cool to see you know as his friend just you know just being like hey that's my boy <laughs> um yeah so nobody nobody deserves it more uh and david too david levy who from red verse blue rooster teeth who he um also working with on the uh on the ancient gods people always forget that there's two guys working yeah that's true that's true because andrew's big popular boy um but yeah that's been super cool to see collabs i mean i don't know i mean uh, just new blood in general we um everybody we we all just our dream is to like stop working on like six projects at once and all come together to work on one thing uh but it's hard because we keep bringing in new things like we brought in fallen aces mostly because we really like trey he's another uh guy who's from you know um a rural PA, just like uh, David and Johnny and Christian. We've got a lot of people in rural Pennsylvania where Dusk takes place. Um, and he's a great illustrator, right? Fallen Aces with that comic book style. We wanted to bring him in to be kind of a concept artist and illustrator for Gloomwood. So we're like, fuck it, we'll work on your game too. Uh, plus Fallen Aces gives off big action Doom vibes and we played it and the code was good. And we were like, ah, oh, fuck it. I guess we'll do one more retro shooter. You know, it's always going to be one more. Um, plus with the new, with the 13 reboot being so shit, somebody has to good make a good comic book. Uh, in fairness, the yes. original wasn't that good. <laughs> it's, it, whole, it, it's, it was, was story unique. Wise, it was but, great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it played. It was. It's. I was playing it the other day um, when the uh, reboot came out, and I got it loaded up in ultra wide and was playing. It. And this still looks amazing because that style is timeless. It never played great. Um, did they use Adam West's voice again, or did they replace that in the reboot or remake or whatever know, they called I it? I didn't even. I didn't even open the reboot. Okay. I didn't even, I didn't even play it. Um, but yeah, uh, Dream Collabs. Oh, I mean, you know, it'd be cool. We got to get Nicolas Cage in one of our games. <laughs> that would be, be sick. Cool. Uh, you know, some voice. Yeah, there definitely some dream collabs on voice actors and stuff like that and music. I'd love to do more um, more licensed music. Um, I remember I tried to get some for Dusk, and Andrew was like, no, man, I want this to be my soundtrack. I'm like, oh, can we please use just like a little bit of Testament and Ministry and Slayer? He's like, no. I was like, okay. Uh, not that I could get them anyway. Oh, I, I was pretty close to getting some Megadeth stuff. Um, but getting licensed music is hard. I would like to have enough money to just, you know, buy really famous songs to put in our really small games. Um, Dream collabs with developers? Uh, not really. It'd be cool to have some of our, you know, uh, some of our heroes, you know, like contribute like obviously like romero that would be super cool to have him do some level design or something um uh, i don't know yeah nothing we can really think of i mean we've been uh you know we've been talking about making a car combat game uh and everybody's like oh you should get jaffe involved jaffe. he really likes because he really likes your games and i'm like there can really only be one loudmouth crazy jew running around this company we can't have two we can't me and jaffe together would just be like a fucking explosion i could see that yeah Go of, of, of 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 fucking profanity of who can say fuck more in front of a camera i was um, laughing the other day do you remember like all the uh this is super obscure nobody else is gonna remember this besides the three of us probably there was like all this like 
these issues between David Jaffe and Olivia Munn. There was like an ongoing feud because like there was like a red I mean, carpet. Everybody, ha- everybody <laughs> hates Olivia Munn, right? Well, everybody like, hates everybody- David Jaffe too. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, I remember like everybody at G4 was like, oh, she sucks. And everybody at Sony was like, yeah, like, yeah, nobody that's worked with those people likes them very much. <laughs> Uh, so the fact I know I don't remember that they had a feud, but that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, I mean I, it's kind of one of those things I think where sometimes you know with, with Jaffe because you know Twisted Metal like God of War this happens a lot in a lot of different mediums. You have these people who are geniuses at a certain thing, and, and yeah. like everybody else cannot connect with them, or, <laughs> or or they're so passionate about their vision that I think they drive people away because they're 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 so dead set on you know this is what you know. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And that's, you know, I'm not, I know nothing about David Jaffe personally, so I'm not accusing him of that. But I, I see that you see that a lot in music and people get kind of run out because people are like, they're too, they're genius, but they're too difficult to work with. Yeah, Kanye. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's hard. Like if you guys back from, um, uh, you know, back in the, who were popular in the nineties or two thousands, guys like, you know, Jaffe or Cliffy or, uh, even what's going on with George Broussard today, if you've taken a look I at Twitter. I did see that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's 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 weird once, you know, the guys who did stuff try to apply those lessons to um, uh, to what's going on today. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Some people have staying power, um, some people retire, and some people just end up on Twitter, you know, yelling into the void <laughs> as they get older. Uh, Some Star stream. Jaffe, Jaffe likes to stream our game. Yeah, he does. Uh, Star says that Jaffe's a really nice guy when you get to know him. She's never worked yeah, with seems... him, but he's a really nice guy. <laughs> he seems nice. Uh, we've talked a couple times, but he seems like a cool dude. Uh, and he lives in San Diego. I used to live in San Diego, so you know, it's uh, can't be all bad. Uh, but yeah, we uh, the guys keep talking about a car combat game, and I I historically do not like car combat. I think it's a dead genre. But uh, if there's one thing we know that if we start working on a car combat game, then ten other companies are going to start working on one immediately <laughs> after. Uh, so maybe we should just start a trend. Yeah, I mean, I think there's room for it. I, I actually, I you know, Matt and I have criticized Sony before for letting their multiplayer franchises go dormant. There's so many like. Twisted it's so metal, hard, so Multiplayers, getting players is so hard. Uh, you know, you can make a great game, but there's, I mean, the players are all being soaked up by, you know, fucking Fortnite and PUBG and Overwatch and Destiny and, uh, you know, Among Us now is taking all the casuals and uh, there's, you know, is there's no fucking players out there for just straight up multiplayer games, is especially that- ones that that aren't sticky and don't have, you know, all kinds of progression and microtransactions and leveling tied to them. Like if you just made a straight up car combat multiplayer game, you're not going to have any players. Uh, so if we did one, it would have to have a strong campaign. Like we're good at maybe not in the multiplayer, just kind of be like versus and stuff. There've been a bunch, they've made new Carmageddon's. They've been a bunch of indie car combat games. None of them have done shit. There was a car combat VR that came out like a year ago. And they gave yeah. me like my own in-game item that the people could use, and yeah. uh, it shut down within like three months. Just like nobody, there was there was nobody there. It, it was unique, oh. but yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's hard, man. Even like with a game like we've got Unfortunate Spaceman, which is doing pretty good. It's got you know it's got between five hundred to a thousand players every day, and then like up to fifteen hundred on the weekends, which is a lot for a uh, indie multiplayer game. But that's a free-to-play game that's pretty popular from a popular company. Saul, what are you doing? Um, and uh, even that, like, doesn't have a ton of players. Even with the popularity of stuff like Among Us now, 
Um, so it's hard, man. So I don't, I don't blame Sony. I mean, when you can make, when you can invest your money into making, you know, some killer single player stuff like uh, Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima or uh, God of War, which is going to sell, you know, 10 million copies and then, you know, and you don't have to keep it as a live service. Uh, that's what I'd rather. I mean, I'm also, I'm more of a single player guy anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, the last Twisted Metal also did jack shit. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'll come back one day. Everything always comes around. Um, but I mean, when Microsoft you know, even, buys them. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> stuff like Titanfall 2, arguably the greatest fucking shooter ever, you know, was DOA. Uh, you know, Call of Duty's cannibalizing itself now every year by running its live service right up until its next game. There's still yeah. people playing Modern Warfare while they're releasing Black Ops. It's like, uh, hello? Um, I would, I did, uh, that's one thing people, when people ask me, um, you know, this is one thing, don't make a multiplayer game. Don't make a multiplayer PvP game. Co-op, yes. Co-op sells and co-op, everybody's got one friend, but do not make an indie multiplayer game. It doesn't matter how good it is. You will not have players. You will be, you will be, all the reviews will be dead game within a month. And that, you do not want that. You are not coming back from dead game. Yeah. I mean, some people do. Uh, um, uh, For Honor did. Siege famously did. Siege went from basically being dead to one of the most played games of all time. That's, you know, one of the biggest in the world now. A ton of money Uh, from Ubisoft, though. Yeah, it helps. It helps to have, it helps to have Ubisoft, uh, you know, you open the billions of dollars that they've got. Uh, and then stuff like uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, obviously, which launched and was garbage, and then they rebuilt the whole game, and now it's like I think it's the number one MMO in the world. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, same thing. Elder Scrolls Online uh, launched and it was not good, and they basically redid the uh, uh, they redid it, and now it's like the number three MMO. Uh, I think yeah, WoW I think has dropped to like four or five or something like that, uh, but it probably shot back up because of the new uh, the new expansion. Um, but yeah, David said yesterday, multiplayer and Dusk, he's not a fan of. I mean, listen, if we, we promised multiplayer and Dusk, but if we didn't do Dusk World, uh, it would, the game would have been finished sooner. It would have been on, you know, everything everything with Dusk would have happened a year to six months earlier if we didn't decide to do the multiplayer that nobody plays. I mean, I'm glad Dusk World exists. We're probably going to make it free to play next year. It's just like a standalone thing, uh, just because why not? Um, and it would serve as like a cool advertisement for Dusk. Maybe we can monetize it a little bit with some bullshit, like you pay a dollar and you get a golden name or some stupid crap like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do not make indie multiplayer. There's been so many stories of like, why didn't my game do well? So there's not, there's no players for it, especially like arena shooters, man. They're super dead, super dead. They've been super dead. Quake Champions, dead, super dead. The deadest. <clears throat> you cannot compete and there's no reason to rest in peace. So I, I've been I've been dominating questions here, Matt. So I wanted to give you a you know you got something on the tip of your yeah, tongue right now. Yeah, you know now, I or... do actually. You know, just before the show started, I was listening to the the New Blood podcast. Ah, we got to do another one of those. We keep meaning to, but we suck at that. The at making it was it. really good. It was really Thank good. Thank you. I mean, uh, you got to bring it back. We're we're we've been talking about. It. We wanted so we wanted to do um, a Half Life episode, but I have to finish. I have to finish my playthrough of two and I have to play Alex. <coughs> I haven't played Alex yet. I got my Rift S and it's still in the box. Uh, you can tell how much I like VR. David has to finish his playthrough of Half-Life 2 and he has to finish Alex. Um, I played through Black Mesa because we want all the thoughts to be fresh. Um, and then we're going to get Tyler on from Valve News Network, who everybody has opinions on. 
um, and we'll do a we're going to do a Half Life episode, but we're also going to do another Doom episode because of the ancient <laughs> gods. Um, we're just gonna, every podcast will just be about yeah. Doom. I mean, uh, once I saw another- once I saw it was about Doom, I, I understood why you were on our show today. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's uh, a huge Doom fan. <laughs> yeah, we had to do um, we, we're going to do another Doom one, but we want to have Andrew and David on to talk about the music and stuff. But uh, they, we have, I, Andrew's just been, I'm like, hey, dude, you want to do podcasts this weekend? He's like, it's just so busy with, you know, obviously with part two music and shit like that. Um, it's just nonstop. Um, but we do want to do the one before the end of the year. Um, hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll do an end of the year roundup. Our, you know, we'll do like a little New Blood Awards and we'll give Doom Eternal everyone. Uh, <laughs> unlike the Game Awards, which gave Doom Eternal no awards. Boom. I was going to ask you <laughs> if you watched the Game Awards. What, what were your uh, thoughts was, on those? I mean, I was at work. I still have to go back and watch because I missed like all the reveals and stuff. Um, I think Keely, I mean, Keely does a great, we do. So me and Aaron are going to do a Yakuza episode, Controlzer, because um, we're both about to 100% Yakuza 7. Um, but uh, yeah, so Keely does a great job. I mean, he pulled that show out of cable TV hell uh, that it was in when it was on Spike and basically built it into the Oscars. Um, and he's Jeff's been doing this longer than anybody. He was a tester on Rise of the Triad when he was a kid uh, in 1993. Jeff Keighley is like 800 years old. He's a time lord. He's been doing <laughs> video game shit for longer than anyone. Um, and I think he does a great job with the Game Awards, having to balance, you know, getting all the, you know, you got to bring the money in. So it's got to be ton. It's got to be reveals and ads like all over the place because that's what pays for the show. And then, you know, try to get some awards in there. Uh, and it's hard. You know, it's hard without making the show four hours long. Um, as far as awards picks, um, it, it was a really tough year. I, I knew Doom Eternal wasn't going to get game of the year. Um, I, I figured it, it was won a shoe in. I, I, I was, uh, I was, I figured, I, well, I figured it was a shoe in for um, action game, um, best action game. Um, I think uh, Tsushima won best art direction, right? Tsushima won at least two or three, I think. Yeah, well, Ghost of Tsushima deserved fucking best art direction, like by a fucking mile. I mean, even on PS4, that game is. I like how we're saying even on PS4, like it's yeah. so old at this point. Um, <laughs> Piece of look, trash. PS4. What is this? Two generations ago, um, <laughs> that game was that game was gorgeous. Um, I didn't see a lot of the other awards. Hades was is apparently amazing. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I just I'm, I got so over top-down dungeon roguelikey things like so many years ago. But apparently, it's the best one ever. I mean, Supergiant has never made a bad game. Yeah. Uh, everything they've ever put out is like fucking ten out of ten since Bastion. Um, and that was the last game that I ever played. Actually, I played Bastion back when it came out on Xbox 360, and I never played. I haven't played a single one of their games since. But they all look awesome. Uh, they're like the masters of that top-down isometric style, basically. Because uh, all their games have that look, um, um, so I mean, Hades deserved everything it got. I mean, Last of Us Two; those aren't my kind of games. I do not, pl- I don't like those movie games. You know, where you're just kind of watching a movie and playing in between. Um, there's like a lot of obviously there's a lot of gameplay in those games. They're just they're not for me. Those third person Sony movie games. You know, the the Tomb Raiders, Last of Us Two, Uncharted. We we uh, bemoan just, those almost every single week on the podcast. Like we yeah, we I mean, understand just, the quality. Obviously, there's so much to love, yeah. but it's like yeah, it's not. Yeah, they're for just me. they're they're just not for me. I don't think they're bad. They're obviously not bad. Actually, I remember I tried to play the Uncharted games. I thought the shooting was horrendous. I'm like, wow, this is real. I love the platforming. I thought it felt. I loved you know. But I, the thing that I really liked is. 
because I just liked watching it. Kind of like, can I just get a movie of all the cutscenes of like Sully and fucking Drake like shooting the <laughs> exactly. shit about treasure? Like that. Well, was, you're gonna get Mark Wahlberg as Sully in the movie yeah. here soon, so that doesn't make any Holland. sense. <laughs> Tom Holland. Like, Tom Holland and fucking... Mark Wahlberg. I, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not a huge Uncharted fan, but like, uh, what's his name from Firefly is literally right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion's right there. He even made that fan film that was really, really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, those just not my type of games. But I mean, uh, I think in order for a game to be game of the year, and this is just my opinion, it has to like be in the conversation all year. Um, you know, people were talking about, I remember like Breath of the Wild was, you know, far and away the best game of 2017. And also I played that game all year because it took me like all year to get through it. Um, and people were talking about it all year. You know, this year people were talking, I mean, people were talking about Animal Crossing for a really long time. Um, people were talking about, you know, Doom for a long time, mostly because of the difficulty conversation, but then also because they released DLC. But that's also kind of an awards tactic when you release stuff all year to keep it in the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I feel like The Last of Us 2, for all its quality and everything, kind of just came and went in a matter of weeks. Um, same with stuff like Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was also amazing. You know, Final Fantasy VII changed my life, and I could The remake, I think, deserves an award for just not being shit for not pulling sucking. it off. Yeah. Like, holy, holy shit! Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've, yeah, I've got big reservations about where it's going because they've got the fucking uh, the the team from uh, Kingdom Hearts working on it, and they're doing like alternate timelines and all that dumb shit that everybody hates from those games. And Final Fantasy Seven Two XD One Point Four Five Seven Six. Yeah, it's going there. Uh, yeah. So I've got big reservations, uh, but I understand that you can't just remake the base game because it would take like five, six episodes. That game was fucking enormous. People forget. I forget whole parts of Final Fantasy VII because of how big it is. Um, there was parts of that game you could just chop off and nobody would care or remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, awards are subjective. Uh, you know, they do a good job with the... Um, uh, you know, with the the jury, and they did let some fans vote too. Uh, it's whatever. Every award show, I don't care if it's the Emmys or the Oscars or the Game Awards, you're always going to get people going, "Yeah, or boo." That's the whole point. DiCaprio right? lost again. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Oh no. You know, so it's whatever. I'm glad we have um, a big, good award show for games that feels very. I mean, I loved going to the Game Awards every year, getting dressed up, you know, taking a date, you know, walking down the thing, seeing all the people shaking hands, acting like I'm fucking important or something. <laughs> Uh, seeing like Phil Spencer and Reggie and shit like that. I saw Reggie in the club last night. Gaming deserves its night. Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool that Keeley's built up, you know, this big Oscar-like show for games. Um, so I'm about it. And also like big reveals, right? You know, it's the, the awards are one thing, but people tune into the game awards for the big, the big dick reveals. And there's a lot of them, you know? Um, and I haven't even seen a bunch yet. I have, I've, I missed a bunch of them. Um, so I'm going to go back and watch that at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm all about the game awards. I mean, it's better than the shit we used to have for games. There was some, you know, back when uh, back when we didn't have the game awards. There's also there's some smaller ones that are good. Uh, Dice awards. You know, I'm a member of the Academy. I go to those, and those are you know voted on by other industry professionals, which is cool. Golden joysticks, which is I think 100% fan voting, but that makes it mostly a popularity contest. People say that um, the fans should pick like the game awards. They're like, oh, it should be mostly fan voting. I'm like, no, because then it's just a popularity contest. Then it will be the Last of Us two winning everything. Yeah, 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 that is just. 
Yeah, that is just whoever has the biggest community and can tweet the most is gonna Fortnite win the fucking Fortnite game award. of the year again. Yeah, yeah. people were like, like, why, people like, why didn't Doom Eternal get you know more, more of the fan vote? I'm like, because you know Doom Eternal players are like old. We're all forty working, years old. They're, yeah, they're like working jobs and shit. They don't know how to fucking. They can't work. They're they're on their riding mower. They don't know how to work. I'm, not, I'm on Amy Wellens the messenger <laughs> talking to my uncle over here. I yeah, don't know. That's right. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and, and the pe- all the people crying about Last of Us, like it's like it's like like it's rigged. That game doesn't have any fans. Like, do you know how many copies it sold? Like, are you added? Like, Sony fans love- are diehard. Yeah, and like that's it. It was it's huge. Just because of the people that you interact with on Twitter think it's a shitty game, doesn't make it a shitty game or a not popular game. It's still it's it's one of the biggest franchises in the world for a reason. Uh, you know, I think the whole you know fucking zombie apocalypse thing is so dead. Uh, but like games like The Last of Us and stuff like fucking The Walking Dead is still like a huge franchise. They still announce new Walking Dead shit like every other week. And that that has jumped the shark fucking decades <laughs> ago. I am so sick of The Walking Dead. When I see something that has to do with The Walking Dead, I immediately turn it off. I'm like, I am over it. I am done with zombies, but like zombie games, even it's like World War Z sold like 12 million copies. And I'm like, really? Norman Reedus in the next New Blood game. You guys heard it here first. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Like, yeah, man, you know, zombie shit is just, it's still so popular, even like 10 years after DayZ and all that stuff, you know? Um, It's crazy. Um, You mentioned Final Fantasy VII, and it reminded me of a hilarious Paxi story that, uh, Matt is the star of. Oh, so God. at PAX East this past year, you you remember the Final Fantasy VII booth? It was huge. It was the biggest booth by far at PAX East this past year. And Matt was, uh, you know, just walking around filming at PAX East, just getting, you know, just B-roll, basically, filming tons of stuff. But there was you, you like... You can't film. You, you can't, can't film, film the, the at Final the Final Fantasy. Fantasy VII booth. And they started screaming at him for filming it from like 100 yards away. <laughs> oh, no. You, you would have thought somebody was getting shot. <laughs> Oh, I, they're I rushing me. I really miss. I I I saw they announced PAX East for like June this coming year. Um, that's gonna Whatever. be interesting. Who knows? I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not planning anything until you know COVID's over. Yeah. Um, we actually had one of our our listeners. You know, we made a call for questions, and he he asked. Uh, he's one of our regular listeners, and he asked a very specific question. I wanted to ask you. And that sure. was, uh, you know, about maximum action. You had mentioned that, you know, it, it didn't pan out the way that both parties wanted it to. What? And I know probably uh, you, you know, want to be careful about what you say or whatever. Or maybe not. You're pretty forthcoming guy. But what? What? What's what happened there? Because I played it at PAX East in your booth, and you know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was coming along great, but I think as time went on, there be there started to become a disconnect between what we wanted to do and what George wanted to do. Um, and he was never really vocal about it. Um, so I think when the time came, I think he just wanted to split. It was his idea um, to split. And he was like, hey, I don't want to, I'd, li- I'd like out of my contract. I'd like to, you know. Um, and we were like, yeah, sure. Um, I think it was, you know, with like we say with New Blood, it's, you know, everybody's kind of one big family and stuff. And it was Maximum Action always kind of like Tonight We Riot felt like it was on the outside of that. 
where all these other games felt like new blood games and there's a lot of cross pollination maximum action was like very much it's it felt like its own separate thing it didn't really feel as much like a new blood game and i think the more we tried to make it a new blood game um by adding new blood characters and new blood levels and we had a bunch of people like the samansky brothers were working on it we had a ui that we had like four other people working on it um because we were trying to get it to that same level of as the other new blood games you know make it just as popular and make the reviews just as good um and i think the more we tried to do that the more george felt like it wasn't his game anymore um which is fair um you know he never really communicated that to us but that was just kind of the feeling we got so when he said that he wanted to you know take it in another direction and you know get out of his contract we we understood um and you know we we were like listen you know we, we did a lot of work on the game we sold a ton of copies um we got the reviews up really high you know we were making a banging soundtrack you know i made a whole synthwave album i'm still you know working on hunter uh with that album but um it just uh you know yeah. we we figured it would be like you know it's uh, you know it was like a lesson learned right like you know when we bring somebody into new blood it really has to be a good fit um, you know, they've got to be on the same page with all of us. It can't just be us working on somebody else's game, right? It has to be all of us working together um, on these games. Um, and we were we were so busy with so much other stuff. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, it and it's freed up, you know, Johnny Samansky was basically spending all his time working on Maximum Action. Um, and we were able to um you know put him on uh, another project and now he's working full-time on a dread xp game uh so johnny's been freed up to do stuff hunter was able to you know do music for um, unfortunate spaceman david that obviously freed him up to spend more time on gloomwood and his personal projects um but yeah it's always a bummer when you put work into something and it doesn't pan out the same way it was with tonight we riot um it was again it just you know it didn't feel like uh it was you know part of the new blood family or the new blood catalog right and i think the more we tried to same thing with tonight we riot the more we tried to make it a new blood game the less it felt like their game um especially with tonight we riot being so political and stuff and us trying to be like oh maybe don't be so communist and they'd be like oh but that's but that's our thing and then we'd be yeah. like ah. <laughs> um so, you know, we at the same, you know, that and that the game ended up coming out and doing well. They got a publisher, uh, Means TV, like a super socialist um, YouTube channel. And, you know, we don't care. People can have whatever politics they want. We try to stay pretty apolitical at New Blood. Um, but uh, and they again, ended up coming out. We I helped get them their own Nintendo account. So they got out on Switch. Um, they came out on, you know, on Steam and now they're working on new stuff. Um, and the same thing with Maximum Action. Like, George is free to go and do whatever um, he wants with his game. I mean, it's his game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes shit work out and sometimes it don't. It be like that sometimes. Like, it's always a bummer, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And we've got, uh, it's, you know, there's so much other shit that we're working on. Uh, so it's really, you know, it's, uh, it's, everything is uh, a blessing and a, and a curse, you know, it, yeah. it sucks when you gotta, it sucks when you gotta part ways with a game that you've been working on or people that you've been working on. But, you know, if it frees you up to take on new stuff or uh, do more work with other people, then it's, then it's all good. Uh, especially because the, the maximum action thing literally freed us up to bring in fallen aces. Because we had like no room for any other games, and we had been talking to Trey for a long time, um, but you know, because we wanted to bring him in, but like we're so busy, we've got so much stuff. You know, Maximum Action took a lot of development time because uh, it was really still very you know early access, 
Um, but so we didn't have, and then once we realized we weren't going to be working on that anytime, we're like, yo, we can, we can work on fallen aces. Now we can bring Trey in. Um, so that, you know, there's always a silver lining with mm -hmm. stuff, I think. So, yeah. So I've only got like one more question, probably, uh, Matt, how about, how about you? Yeah. I mean, he's answered a bunch of my questions just, uh, just through other questions. So yeah, I'm pretty good. Okay. Um, so I, I got, I got two more probably. Um, so we, we, we focused almost entirely on, on new blood, but you also work for, for rocket works and, uh, you know, just, just tell me a little bit about your role there. Cause it's probably much different than your role in new blood. I would assume, I mean, it's a different, different scope company. Um, you know, so if you just want to talk about your, you know, what you do at rocket yeah so at rocket works i am the senior director of fucking whatever um i came <laughs> down here um so my buddy aaron who i found a new blood with um you know ended up i got helped him get the job with uh, dean hall down here um at rocket works he's from new zealand he's a kiwi um and he was working there for like three four years and they ended up working on like a double a co-op shooter um that has now been canceled. Dean canceled my game. It's not my game. I was just the producer on it. I was on it for like three months. Um, and Aaron was like, Hey man, if you know, we kind of need a producer on this thing. You want to come down to New Zealand and work with me again at Rocketworks. And I started talking to Dean. I had known Dean from some from events and stuff and they offered me a job and I was like, shit, yeah, I'll move to New Zealand. Um, and I moved down here and I was hired mostly to be the executive producer on this co-op shooter called Union, now canceled. It was in some papers. We haven't released anything from it, but uh, it was pretty cool. It had like, um, you know, uh, cyborg ninjas that did like uh, vanquish sliding. Uh, but, and it was- Oh, uh, I love it like, already. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit like Destiny, um, you know, co-op loot shoot. Um, and it was really getting there, but, uh, it was over time and over budget and Dean came in and fucking, um, so my game got canceled. Um, and then a bunch of people got fired, uh, and then a bunch of people quit. Um, and then while that was happening, Dean went and opened the second studio in Auckland with like a, the biggest office in Auckland and now Icarus, uh, their new survival game, the, you know, the arc killer, the big, you know, Dean's new big dick survival game. Um, I said, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want AAA. I don't like Auckland. <clears throat> I want to stay down here in Dunedin. So he's like, all right, you can run the Dunedin studio as like an indie studio. And uh, basically we work on Stationeers um, and the uh, ports of the Out of Ammo VR games and a couple of unannounced things. Um, so yeah, I kind of run Rocketworks Dunedin as like a little indie studio now. Um, and then advise on uh, marketing and PR and social and stuff for um, all the other greater Rocketworks stuff. Um, they basically pay me to be Dave Oshry of Rocketworks so they can say, hey, Dave Oshry works here. And people go, oh, shit, I know that guy from Dusk. Um, it's been a weird year, you know, because, you know, the whole point of me coming down here was like, can I produce a 40 person, you know, shooter? Can I apply the lessons from New Blood to a full team working on a double A shooter game? And we were, we were doing really good. And then it got canceled. And now I just do more indie game producing. So I'm kind of just doing the same thing I do in New Blood, but for Rocketworks. <coughs> um, and yeah, living down here is great. Um, it's uh, Dunedin's really coming up, the city I live in. We just got a big investment from the government. Um, they started a program called Code. They're going to be investing $10 million into uh, indie games and productions here in Dunedin, New Zealand. So 
Uh, I'm not saying move here. Fuck off. We're full. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, uh, you know, a bunch of new indies and startups get started down here uh, in the South Island of Dunedin because everybody talks, oh, New Zealand, New Zealand, ooh, Auckland, Auckland, Wellington, Wellington. I'm like, South Island's pretty all right. You've seen my view. It's not bad. And it's affordable, unlike Auckland, where the average house price is now a million dollars NZD, Jeez. which is like, that's like 600K US, which is still a fuck ton to live on an island in the middle of nowhere. We don't have Amazon. You, can't, <laughs> you, you order some shit and it gets here in like two months. <laughs> real that's the the one thing i miss about the states is like if you want something you just order it or get it or amazon delivers it next day when you live on an island near antarctica that (laughs) no there's no amazon amazon drones don't come here uh so like i'll order shit sometimes and it shows up like two months later and i'm like oh i forgot i forgot i bought this yeah every day is christmas when you live in new zealand and you never know if the mail's gonna make it or not because i don't just live in new zealand i live in rural new zealand you know i live a half hour outside of town on the beach so it's like not only do i live on an island in the middle of nowhere i live like you know far away on an island in the middle of nowhere um but yeah it's lovely here the people are cool culture is great food's amazing coffee's the best in the world um but you know, fuck off. We're full. I'm the last one. No other, no other American video game developers are allowed to come here. Just me. All right. So we got one more very important question. We've been talking about this for, oh, for probably five or six episodes out of the podcast in a row. And we really needed to ask you this. So it's a pretty straightforward question, but you can elaborate on your answer if you want. And it is, do you agree or disagree that our listeners should avoid anything starring or written or performed by Will Smith. Why? Will Smith is the best. <laughs> who doesn't so, like? So Will you Smith? disagree. So you disagree. Yes. Okay. Who doesn't like? Who doesn't like Men in Black or The Fresh Prince? The Fresh Prince, yeah. Or Wild Wild West, maybe not. Well, you're one. going back 20 years now, though. Or Independence Day. Hello. Uh, right. But you know, Look, Independence Day is a perfect movie. I could do an entire podcast <laughs> just about how Independence Day is literally a perfect film. What's your favorite song by Will Smith? Oh man, uh, parents just don't understand. <laughs> Probably, but that's uh, old. Will going, Smith. Going, that's old. Yeah, going way back. What was the question you posed to me? What, Matt? Was it getting jiggy with it, or uh, what was the other one? I can't remember. Was it like, Miami? Uh, no, Miami. that one was actually uh, that one was not in the question, but I, I forgot. It was like three Will Smith songs. He asked me to rank my favorite, and I was like, "This is impossible. Like, this is just I can't do this." Summertime oh, is classic, Star have... says. Yeah, there we go. Smith don't have to cut the cussing his raps to sell records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. There you go. Uh, nobody else will remember that either. That's oh, fuck it. That was it. Old Eminem, old Will Smith. Like I'm this. old, all right? So, so are we. Old. How old are Game you anyway? Old. Getting there. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. How old do you think I am? Uh, mid-30s. We're in our 35. mid-30s. Yeah, I was going to say 35. Yeah, I am 36. Yeah, hey. we're, we're 33, so. Yeah, we old. During during the Game Awards, you know, I was streaming it, and they revealed, like, the perfect Dark reboot. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Then I'm like, and none of you even know what the hell this is. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> playing a shooter with one joystick back in the well, day. That, I, mean, I mean, that's why, I mean, we like, that's why we like, I mean, the reason people ask if we do, like, these retro spiritual successors for, like, redo it because it's trendy or whatever. It's like, no, we're making games that we want to play. 
like you know we're making games that are spiritual successors to the games that we like to play when we were younger because those are the games we like to play and nobody else is fucking doing it so we got to make them ourselves you know nobody wants to make a new thief game we'll make a new fucking thief game nobody wants to make new quake like shooters we'll make new quake like shooters nobody wants to make retro horror games we will nobody wants to make a car combat game fuck it i guess we'll make a car <laughs> combat game you know uh you know because we can and because we do well enough at it that it allows us to keep making the next one and that's good enough for me you know if we don't like we say we hate money right it's because like we're not chasing a buck we're just you know we're having fun and if we're having fun and doing well enough that we could keep doing this then like it's good enough for me man you can make cool stuff and pay your own salaries and make a living then great you know living the dream exactly yeah exactly all right well i think that about wraps us up i i think we're going to uh are we going to do the full normal episode after this matt or what do you want to do yeah i mean if you want we can we can yeah do we'll do that but uh dave we'll let you off the hook so you don't have to give us any more of your time but uh yeah, no really appreciate you coming on the show uh thanks to everybody in chat who i'm sure are from the uh you know the new blood community for for joining us and and throwing in your thoughts so dave seriously thanks a lot we'll be looking forward to all the good new blood stuff coming in 2021 and we'll be thinking about moving to New Zealand when you're no longer there and you know, we'll be allowed to move there because you don't want us there now. So <laughs> when space oh, opens up. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having All right, me. Thanks yep. Dave. Have a good All one. Right. Cheers. Take it easy. All right. So we are going, fun. that was fun. Uh, got a lot of good answers. I, I, uh, yeah, really oh, insightful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved his answer. I mean, there's, there's a lot I want to talk about that he said. Yeah, yeah. He brought up a lot of good points. He yeah, brought up a lot of good points. I loved his answer about the uh, subscription model specifically about how like music already did this. Like we're going yeah. there. Like it. Oh, absolutely. It's inevitable. I was curious. Because I was really curious when I saw you, when you sent me the the questions. I was curious what he was going to say on that. Thank you guys um, for saying good podcast. By the way, uh, Star, if you want to be on one of our uh, podcasts about uh, talk about Dread XP, we'd love to have you. Um, but yeah, what, what, uh, that was what stood out to me the most as far as, you know, just his answer on the subscription thing. That was super insightful. Um, yeah. but I'll, that I'll and, you know, just breaking in, breaking into the industry, uh, you know, yeah. the, the path there. And it's funny because so many people seem to have that same experience where they're like, well, I'm not really sure what happened one day. I was just doing this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, it just sort of. Just sort of fell back into it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that's, for me, I, I try to remind myself of that. Like, just whatever it is, like, just go do it. And, like, just never know what's exactly. going to happen. Just freaking do it, make it, put it out, whatever. And, you know, do the best you can with it. Promote it all you can. And somebody somewhere is, you know, in their case, they've got, like, a whole genre to themselves now, basically. They've found their yeah. niche. Like he said, you know, find your niche if you want to get in the industry and get good at one thing. You know, another another good point he brought up was, um, you know, why why multiplayer games that I used to like, you know, like yeah. the types of that multiplayer was a good games I take. Why why they're going away, you know, and and I you know it's funny I didn't really even think about that, what, you know, like that they're just being replaced by games that are much more sticky as he as he um, called it. So uh, I, I thought that was really interesting. As you're saying that, I was like. Damn it. That's well, right. That's, and, that's why they're going away. And, and well, yeah. And I, I loved his, his answer. Um, you know, when he's talking about just don't make a multiplayer game, like, like everybody yeah. else is doing it better than you. Like there's people who are just going to do it better than you. Don't bother. Like, don't even try. And that makes a lot of sense, you know, like, you know, and, and, cause like, I've been thinking like, why doesn't somebody make like a new 
like quake-like game like there's enough people that want to yeah. play that i mean i i still believe that uh, you know but like quake champions is out and that failed you know so that was a really interesting even though multiplayer games are dominating in the industry in a lot of ways his his insight there made a lot of sense like don't make one like you're gonna lose like you're exactly. dead don't try exactly um all right so starting us off with our normal news podcast here uh normal god mode and lock content though i do want to say i think we should uh strive to have more guests on the show that, that would be yeah that would be awesome yeah. maybe maybe one every i don't know once a month would be 100. awesome or something like that one every hundred episodes rather no, than more than that <laughs> maybe <laughs> once a month or something like that you have to do a special one once a month or something yeah, um so let's talk about the game awards let's let's get our takes on the game awards um did you watch the whole thing you know i kept i kept flipping to it and then did you turn it, it off during I, the I, crimson I, 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 desert trailer for that went on yeah, for half the show oh my god did you see that <laughs> yes I, did. I thought maybe you were working i thought maybe you were working so you i watched watching. the whole thing i watched the whole thing i, I was watching the i mean like at first i was like wow this looks really good you know this looks because it's, it's given the name i was like it must be the sequel to, to black desert online yeah it is and I'm, I'm watching i'm like this looks really good and then it just kept going and going <laughs> and i was like okay you know i think we, we and did you the notice idea. the first like two minutes of the trailer had no sound effects or anything yeah so it's, it, yeah it, it's, it's it, kind of like uh kingdom hearts all over again. it seems like their 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 publisher which you know they're a completely korean focused company i think was just like well we got the money to buy a spot at the game awards you know which is where we want to be Give us whatever you have and we're playing it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. just give it to us. Send it up. Uh, I just can't believe that they I mean it was like a five minute trailer, was it? At it least. took a long time. And then uh just kept going. The other thing that made me laugh, we're we're off in the weeds hardcore right now, but Reggie Reggie's mic. Did you hear Reggie's mic? Every time oh. he talked, right when Reggie was on, <laughs> his mic buzzed really bad. And it's like, here oh, we are, God. you know, net, you know, cable news. And, uh, you know, we got the former vice president, uh, you know, the, the big boss of Nintendo of America for decades. He's back. And he's got, he's, a head, he's got a headset that doesn't have <laughs> workable <laughs> voice quality, which is a true Nintendo uh, meme, basically, by the way. I mean, he's the guy from Nintendo who has a headset that works like it's plugged into a toaster. You know, I, I have trouble watching any game uh, or any uh, award show. Just in general, like, yeah. You know, this when people give the speeches, it's yeah, just, it's not for me. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not about that. I do like to see who wins. Yeah, I, the speeches, like you know, I'm proud, I'm, I'm happy for you, but you know, it's, I just and the fact that they were done on Zoom this year was well, like. Uh, did you uh, see the woman who was outside the house giving her acceptance speech? Oh. Uh, Oh my. I saw some woman that was like in her bathroom or something. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, so there was a guy that. inside his house giving this, you know, he had the computer set up and he, yeah. he was a developer and his, his, you know, co developer or whatever. She was from not, they're both from naughty dog. She was outside the house talking through the window. And I was like, they could have put on masks and got in the room, you know, like, and, you know, maybe yeah. some, maybe somebody in the house, you know, maybe it's insensitive. Maybe somebody in his house has COVID, you know, I mean, you know, maybe it's that yeah. situation. But it, it's, we're on national television with a woman talking out of, out a window, you know, it's just like, this is 2020 in a nutshell right here. Um, 
But yeah, so it was it was, it was extra hard to watch this year. I yeah, I, mean, I, I overall, I thought it started really strong. Reveal wise, I thought it started really strong. Um, you know, Microsoft brought it with Perfect Dark almost right away, and I thought yeah. that was good. It kind of slowed down past the first like half an hour, forty minutes, so and it never really ramped back up. It with the reveals, there were there were tons of reveals, but it was more. Yeah, uh, I mean, how much of that do you think was was COVID really messing with things? COVID stuff, and then because it, it seems I, like even the announcements this year were were way down. You know, oh, you know last Perfect year. Dark, uh, Back for Blood. Um, oh yeah, the Callisto Protocol is going to be huge. Uh, Arc two is technically huge, you know. Ghosts and Goblins is back. Um, you know, I, I thought there was a lot to like, but at the same time, um, th- there was a surprising amount of like double A and almost indie announcements, which is good. But I, I think part of it is probably the reality because there was tons of announcements for games that are already out. You know, like our new DLC come, you know, Master Chief and Fortnite. Those are the companies that have the money to be in those spots. So, you know, they're not announcing their next big game. They're, as Dave was saying, they're giving you what you're going to play. They're advertising what you're going to play, you know, like. So I I think it's as much a a result of of that. But let's just start in with the games. What would you think of the Perfect Dark trailer? I mean, it was a good trailer for whatever it was. You know, I mean, it was CG. Um, I, I, you know... I know a lot of people are upset about CG trailers. It never really bothered me before, but I got to admit, it is starting to get a little tedious, a little, it's you know, a, don't, like, cause you're not really showing me anything. It's okay for me if it's the literally the game reveal. That's fine. Yeah. If you've already revealed or announced the game, yeah, then I think true. you got to show gameplay. Yeah, like if the next Perfect Dark trailer is also CG. Like yeah, then I'm going to be so kind of like, you, uh, what are you doing? Exactly. Um, um what did you think of her design, her, her new design? I'm, t- I'm totally fine with it. Um, I, I Her design has changed multiple times. I don't think she's a character yeah. that really has an iconic look. It, it, That's true. I don't think it matters so much. Um, I, I, I think what's, what is kind of surprising, and maybe not, is for the last several weeks, there's all these rumors it's not Perfect Dark. All these supposed insiders are saying it's not Perfect Dark. It's not Perfect Dark. It's not what you expect. It's not tr- Quadruple yeah. A. And then what did they show yeah. us? Quadruple A, Perfect Dark. What's like so, Quadruple A to me? Yeah, it's like, what happened here? Like, like, I, and I'm not complaining about what we got at all. I'm just saying, like, where did all these mixed messages come from? Like, those people need to really check their sources, I guess. So what do you think? What do you think's going on with it? Do you think it'll end up being like the initiative is just going to start pumping out games, and uh, if they like, essentially they're going to start throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks? Is that what you think is going to happen? I I don't think so because I, I I think some of those rumors kind of made me think like okay that name did make sense now they're going to be kind of an experimental studio yeah yeah but but since the information was wrong. I still think, you know, based on what Phil, like you brought up, has said, yeah, that the initiative is this is our quadruple A single player cinematic studio. That this is it. They are, this is the initiative that I'm putting forward. Like, I, I think Perfect Dark. I think if we get two games out of out of the initiative this generation, I'd be shocked because yeah. I, I doubt they're going to release Perfect Dark and then just move on. I. 
Unless it's moving on to Perfect be, Dark 2. Do you think they'll be trapped into just doing, uh, like, cinematic third-person action-adventure yes. games? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, cause, uh, I mean, part of me was, was secretly hoping maybe we'd see, like, them work on Banjo-Kazooie. Well, because they've got so many other studios now, I, I, I think... So, and, you know, some people would argue that this approach has failed thus far. So... And especially because they got Bethesda now. So they've got 343, who's only going to do Halo, basically. The Coalition, who's only going to do Gears. The Initiative will be a quadruple-A franchise. All the other developers will have a lot more choice over what they get to do, I think. You know, Double Fine. Um, you know, all the the RP, they have a lot of RPG studios. Obviously, they're going to make RPGs. I think they're that's just what they do. They're not going to make... Uh, you know, tactical shooter all of a sudden. Um, yeah. But I think the initiative, yeah, it's pure quadruple A. Same thing with Rare. I think Rare is pretty much locked into being a new IP factory now. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think they're like, no, this, is, this, this is your job, you know, like. I just wonder if they've figured out what uh, Everwild is yet. Because yeah. I don't think they knew. No, they said they didn't. They said they don't know what the I, gameplay is. I, I think they just came up with like some art that they were like, wow, that's really badass. And yeah. Then, you know, they're, they're still trying to figure out what it is. Well, and you know, there's pros and cons to that. Like Sea of Thieves didn't really know what it was when it came out either. Yeah. But it tur- they turned it into a really good game from what everybody says. So, But, but I think for sure, uh, based on the developers that they are hiring at, at the initiative, they are a triple A or quadruple A cinematic story game because they're going after you know kojima productions sony santa monica naughty dog i highly doubt those people are coming there knowing what you know they're good at you know like whatever it oh yeah exactly okay okay i'm gonna my, for my next game i'm gonna make a racing game you know it's not gonna happen yeah yeah when you look at who they hired it's like okay it's really only pointing in one direction if yeah. it goes in another direction that's gonna be really strange yeah so i know you you were pretty impressed by back for blood which is the left for dead success yeah yeah uh, i mean i can see if someone's disappointed i could see why because i mean it does just look like more left for dead but that's not a bad um, thing i didn't think it was a bad thing i, I think it looked great I, I really like the new um like like the new boss types I guess. yeah i don't even know what would you call it? like the, the giant monster boss type. zombies uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought they were really interesting. You know, like um, after the second game, I was like, "Geez, what else can you do?" You know, you got a guy that sort of like reaches really far and pulls you in, and another guy that explodes, and you know, this side and the other thing. And I was like, "What else could you do?" Scale but, makes you know, sense. Having, yeah, yeah, having having like the giants. I mean, yeah, that's that, well with that the level really design cool. too. They, you know, when you think of Left for Dead and Left for Dead Two. For the most part, when you you know you don't think of this while you're playing it, but when you look back at it and start to think, all the levels are pretty much totally flat. Just sprint right through them, you know, like yeah. that. That's what it is. Totally flat ground. I I think now with new technology, they can also change the level design and go yeah. crazy scale up upward and downward, and you know you could be like in a city, like not just in a couple buildings, but like in a city, you know. Yeah. And that makes a big difference in the gameplay. You know. You know, though, I was thinking, um, I would love for Left 4 Dead to be a VR game. Because it uh, seems like, imagine if you had like a light gun. Didn't they? And, didn't they? Didn't they put that out? 
I don't know. I thought, they put, I thought they put out a VR mode and it just didn't, makes everybody puke. Because it's yeah, too well, fast. Well, okay, that's, and that's where I was going with it. Um, I didn't know that they put out a VR I mode. I could be totally wrong. Could be totally wrong. Well, I would, I would like to, you know, hope that one day we could get to a point where you, you have a VR mode that A, you can move around in, and B, you move around without puking. Yeah. I know, like, those are, those are, those are problem A and problem B with VR is, you know, just moving around and then moving around without puking. Well, and I was going to say, um, you know, one of the cool, what I thought was a cool moment, at least, is Respawn announced that their Medal of Honor VR game. They showed a new trailer for it at the Game Awards. And then they said, oh, and by the way, it's out now, which is awesome. Right. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. New Respawn Medal of Honor. And apparently it's garbage. It's not a good game. It's uh, even by VR standards. People are saying it's, yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. it's dated. It's not very good. It uh, sort of makes you wonder, will VR ever truly arrive? Like, I don't, I don't think know. personally, my opinions, no, but. It's starting to feel like the answer is no. Time will tell. Um, I'm going through our list of things that other things that were revealed. Uh, the Callisto protocol is basically straight up uh, dead space spiritual successor. Did you like that? Um, for again, for a reveal I thought, trailer, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was a badass reveal trailer. But did you know this is this is facts? Did you know that it is set in the PUBG universe, 300 years after the events of PUBG? I believe it. That is actually no. Yes, really? That is canon. That is the yes. Because okay, that is that is a, amazing. It's a new studio owned by PUBG Corp or Blue Hole or, or whatever. So that, so. that that is amazing. And well, it's given 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 the way the planet was in PUBG, I can see it. It's it's literally made by one of the you know big names behind uh, Dead Space. So that's that's good. Yeah. Um. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that I liked. Um, you know, smaller games. I thought Road 96 looked pretty cool. It's kind of like a New Age Oregon Trail type thing, but set today. Um, Speaking of trailers, did you did you see the trailer for Faith? Faith? Blood game Faith? Oh, yeah, yeah. I played the first chapter. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. That, that trailer is amazing. I don't know if I saw the trailer, but I, I love the game. It's really unique. Yeah. I played the demo. Did you? Yeah. I, honestly, I couldn't... I, I mean, I played the second chapter. It's hard to I figure out at first. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what was happening. But yeah, I only played it for like 15 minutes. It it takes some figuring out at first. Yeah. Um, Evil West by Flying Wild Hog looked cool. Master Chief is in Fortnite, uh, <laughs> which I got suckered into buying the skin for and then totally felt bad about it. Um, so let, let's talk about some, some of the other overarching things so sega revealed two games which i couldn't believe they revealed humankind and uh, endless dungeon uh yeah. the new there was new dragon age and mass effect trailers uh the mass effect one i thought was actually exciting but yeah that i think was a good trailer part of the story too is what wasn't there uh you know we didn't see Silent Hill, which I am now saying was bunk. Silent Hill does not yep. exist. We we set that out last episode. If it's not there, it's not real. Yeah, we it's didn't. Over. We didn't see a Switch Super. The dream is dead. And despite well, Switch Super is not. But um, no, 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 no. But Silent yeah. Hill, 
Oh, also the uh, the Life League support. the League of Legends single player game. I can't believe it's a turn based RPG. I'm shocked by that. But yeah. anyway, the art looks great. Um, Microsoft brought it with with uh with Perfect Dark, and they had lots of Xbox ads. So, you know, Sony got a lot of attention by default because basically nothing won an award other than The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Which is a problem well, we'll talk about in a minute. But they didn't Sony did not bring a prominent announcement at all. Well, as I was thinking about it, you know, before I even looked at the game awards uh, you know, nominations this year, I was yeah. like, geez, you know, what what has really been released this year? And yeah. All I could think of really were like Sony exclusives and Animal Crossing. Doom. And that is and that uh, and Doom. And that was like the entirety of, of all the nominations were just those. Yeah, Hades got a bunch of nominations. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it just seems like it was nothing but Sony exclusives and uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and yeah. Animal Crossing. I think was, so. A lot of people were like viciously upset by The Last of Us 2 and Ghosts winning everything. And, no. you know, I got thinking. You know, I, I can see how those games compete in almost every category because those games are made to be they've got the highest budget in almost every category. Yeah, you know, and I was wondering, um, you know, you know how like for the Academy Awards, there's there's a certain type of movie. If if, yeah. if you make a like if you're in a Marvel movie, you're not winning. Yeah. You're not yeah. winning. It's a good point. If, if but it, there's a certain type of movie that if you're in I mean, they, they even have a term for it, um, Oscar bait or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so so everybody knows this is happening. There's only a certain type yeah. that wins. And I, I was wondering if gaming would start moving in that direction, where there's only like a certain type of game that can win. And, uh, you know, uh, the Game Awards this year sort of started reinforcing that belief. Well, I, I think I got thinking about how do you fix that? How do you prevent that? So, you know, the awards given out are more representative of the actual output of the, of the gaming industry. And I think I think it lies in the categories. You can't you I mean you can. But if they change up the categories to be more specific or just not not I don't want to say give it to certain games on purpose, but like. Yeah. You know, because a lot of these categories end up being that they heavily favor, you know, those basically the Sony exclusives so much. Best audio, best visuals, best story, uh, you know, bet you know, okay, let's three that Sony exclusives are basically gonna take the cake on. They're always top tier graphics, always top tier voice acting, always top tier story, you know. So like I think you have to look at the categories themselves and and say like Okay, can one game win all of our categories? Because that's problematic. You know, like yeah. it, it, that's there's. I think that's where the the crux. How you fix well, that I, issue? I think I think because you know I, I think Xbox was planning on holding back for the Series X, and Nintendo I think is holding back for whatever the new Switch is. Um, Sony obviously just had you know, exclusives left over. Yeah. Uh, so it was really just kind of a, it was, it was really a down year in terms of AAA releases. That, yeah, that competition. Would, would get, yeah, that would really get these nominations. So, uh, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just sort of a one-off year. It's 2020. It's COVID. Yeah. Maybe it'll be different next year. Maybe it was different last year. I mean, I, I, I think Doom know. got robbed. Like Doom should have won at least one award. It's insane that it, I mean that it. Oh, it got shut out. Yeah, it lost. I mean, I, almost everything Jeez. got. There were games that got nominated in like four or five categories that were really big, you know, well-loved games, and it lost in every every single one. Um, and you know, I don't want to take credit away from Naughty Dog at all because you know I don't want to take credit away from any of the winners. That's not that's not my objective. Um, but I just I just feel like again when when one or two games win everything, well then maybe the categories are are at fault. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not blaming the voters or something like that. You know, like, oh, yeah, they're all biased. I think that, you know, that doesn't do any good. Um, yeah. I think one thing I, I meant to say to Dave was, you know, thank God that your games are actually games. And he sort of brought it up, too. And I, when he brought it up, I, I, you know, how how Sony games tend to be movies more than yeah, games. Yeah. Like, I was, I was like, you know, that's so ironic because we have, you know, we've discussed that multiple yeah. times on our show before. You know, like he was actually saying a lot of stuff that we've we've said before yeah. on the show, and so he shares a lot of opinions that you know we've been saying. Yeah, um, are you hyped for Arc Two featuring Vin Diesel? Oh, I, I never even played the first Arc. I know I was more of a no, I was more of a joke. But I, I don't even understand it. Like, uh, you I ride around on flying dinosaurs or something. I also got pretty upset when uh, you know Epic the epic logo flashed on the screen and yeah. and the, the unreal tournament logo flashed on the screen and then it yeah. was all, all it was was unreal tournament skins for warframe which <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing i guess if you're an yeah. unreal fan but it's kind of like ugh, i want a new unreal kinda, game so bad kind of like being fired out of a jet engine on the way <laughs> yeah so Let's uh let's talk about the Halo Infinite update that we got this week because without before the game awards that was the big well we got lots of big news this week cuz Cyberpunk launched too. So they announced the Halo Infinite update and it is fall 2021. A whole basically at least 9 months minimum, 9 oh, 10 months. Brutal. Uh yeah, what, what they released some new screenshots. What what was your take of the whole situation? What do you think? Well, I mean, at this point doesn't it don't you start asking yourself, why don't you just release the multiplayer? Release the multiplayer as a separate thing. The multiplayer screens definitely look pretty damn good to me. Yeah, um, exactly. Like nobody, nobody's playing multiplayer for visuals. Like, yeah, no, it's just not happening. But I, it also, so it made me extremely sad that we have to wait, you know, close to a full year probably. Yeah. But it also gave me some confidence that they, they said, you know what? We know we're going to take it on the chin, but we're going to delay it a whole year. And when it hits, yes, the freaking campaign's going to be good. The multiplayer's going to be good. You are going to get a great giant Halo launch. You know, like not, not, yeah, a great big (laughs) butterfinger. But you get what I'm saying? Like, like, it's not like, oh, we kicked it six months down the road. Because when you flip things on the other side, here you have Cyberpunk, which did a bunch of small delays, which clearly did not. Did not help at all. I mean, I'm sure it did help, but yeah. look at what Cyberpunk is going through. I mean, it's a complete disaster. It's a yeah. it's the it's the most successful disaster of 2020 because it's probably sold 20 million copies. But and it's it's amazing because it's been in development for so long. Eight you know? years. Yeah. Eight years. An eternity. 
you don't. Maybe we should have asked Dave. Maybe we should have asked him about that, about development time. We should have. We should yeah. have. How long are you spending on these games? Yeah, three years, two years, four well, years. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Compared yeah, compared think? to you know, eight. well, because I, I I saw one of you know one of their games. Um, I can't remember which one now has has ray tracing. I think it's a so, medieval. Yeah, the medieval. Yeah. yeah. Um, but si- seriously, cyberpunk, like it, it really makes you wonder. This, do- I'll be honest, and I'm gonna get hate for this. This doesn't surprise me because aside from The Witcher 3, everybody has been all over CD Projekt Red. Like, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Until The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red was not a household name. People didn't play Witcher 1. People didn't play Witcher 2. Witcher 3 landed, which, by by the way, I think is an extremely flawed game. The combat sucks. The story was underwhelming. The, 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 The world is huge. And super detailed. Are, are you noticing a trend here? Are you noticing a trend? That their Grand games Auto, actually suck? Grand Theft Auto 3. Put Grand Theft Auto on that. Witcher what? 3. Oh, 3. Th- 3. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, my Cyberpunk so 3 will get a good game. No, no State of the K3. Oh, <laughs> Jesus state Christ. State of the K on the uh, No, I, I don't, don't agree with that one. <laughs> but, so... Like, Cyberpunk has all the issues that I had with The Witcher 3. And nobody yeah. seemed to ever be willing to say. Like, oh, the story goes nowhere. Oh, you know. They they fixed yeah. the combat issue, but I watched somebody play it, and the combat looks, like, bad. Like, it looks like Deus Ex combat from well, 20 years ago. You know what The Witcher's combat was? Bad. Was bad. Bad. Was bad. But you thought switching to first person would kind of help. Yeah, and having guns. Right, you know, right. Mean, if you've got right. guns, it's got to be kind of interesting. At right, least. right, you would think. But um, there's all sorts of other issues, too. Streamers are getting banned left and right because of uh, you know nudity or DMCA issues because the game's full of licensed music. Um, it just seems like, I mean, it's a big success, but it's it's such a, same time, it's such a disaster. Like, yeah, eight years, and here we are. Do you imagine if they didn't delay it like last month, if they had put it out then? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And it, it, it just makes you wonder what, what could they have done, you know, that they hadn't done in eight years. Yeah. Eight that's, what, years. That, that's what I mean. And that's what gives me some confidence about Halo is they have given themselves a whole nother year, not yeah. another three months, not another four months, another year. So it seems to me that they're like, you know what? We're not going to put ourselves on a time constraint. Give us another year and we will do everything that we want to do. That gives us plenty of time. Yeah. Um, and I like that they, with Halo's sake, they, they posted a very detailed update about, you know, Craig the Brute's face looks like that because we haven't added this system yet. It was very, like, well thought out and detailed, which kind of gave me confidence that they have this organized like they have this they've got the plan they know what they're doing so at least i'm praying that they well, I mean, know what they're doing that's not the first halo game I, I would hope so no but i mean it's it's you know what i mean studio i mean in cyberpunk's <laughs> case it's not their first rpg either but they, yeah <laughs> uh so but you know it's funny you say that because i always in my head i, I was like well 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I had doubts that Cyberpunk 1 would be great. I think Cyberpunk 2, though, uh, I think a sequel could be much, much better. I, I don't think I have any interest. I, yeah. I, I, just, I mean, I'm still going to play the game. I, I, you know, I'm not. I, I just feel like you, you shouldn't, especially today, you shouldn't, you, unless you're really hyped for the game, you're way better off waiting because A, it, it's, price is going to come down and be you're going to get the complete game later on you know whether it be dlc or or patches there's always going to be patches now yeah this is like the fifth game in a row too whenever microsoft buys marketing rights to a third party game it always yeah. ends up being a flaming pile of shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> always Straight yep that's it's like the, it's like the new madden curse you know when microsoft buys your marketing rights like you're just gonna your metacritic's gonna be below a 70 you think you would think just once they'd have to stumble across, you know. Well, their own well, I mean, their own games have been fine, like the you know, late yeah. especially this year, their own releases have been great. Yeah. But the third they party had, exclusives, they had Titanfall. Wait, well, it was a good game, but it didn't perform. Yeah. So in some way, when you get those marketing rights, yeah, it's gonna fail one way or the other. Yeah, or both. So. This one was really, really interesting. Switching to the hardware side and talking about performance. Bloomberg says that Apple is testing graph their own in like graphics cards, which apparently significantly outclass NVIDIA and AMD graphics cards. Uh, what do you do you think they're actually gonna do you think that they'll start putting out Apple gaming devices with these? Or do you think they're gonna try to run like just jump in and be like, hey, you can buy an Apple GPU for no, your PC. That will not happen. I agree. And that um, situation B will not happen. It'll either be an Apple TV or, you know, Apple um, laptops. Yeah. That's about it. Apple like, gaming that, laptop. They No, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever actually release. Well, why would they do GPUs, laptop? though? GPUs well, for a non- gaming device yeah more, I mean, more powerful than the actual gaming well GPU. no i mean they'll they'll be they'll be gaming capable but i don't know if they'll ever say this is the apple gaming laptop no. I, I don't know if they'll ever do that like they always have it be a very rounded device you know um like, like the apple tv is it, you know it's it's really sort of their gaming console Mm -hmm. And all the rumors are is that the next one's going to be much more of a, of a gaming console. Um, but it's still going to, they're still going to call it Apple TV. It's still good. You know, like, I just don't get why you would go so hard though for a GP to get into, not only just make GPUs, but to yeah. make GPUs that are stronger than the strongest GPUs. Yeah. If, if you're not going to make a push towards gaming i mean what else no, no i'm not saying they're not making a push towards gaming i'm just saying i don't know if they'll ever release like an apple gaming device you know like yeah where where, where they say this is just for gaming well i can see it's them doing it in max that's what i was thinking they'll put a bit in max exactly it'll just be the macbook the macbook yeah. pro well they, they could call know. it the macbook stick some gaming term yeah. on there MacBook, uh, yeah macbook uh, yeah game i mean like, that's that's probably know. what they'll do the big, big boy Mac. Boy. It'll probably be like an option. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be a certain model of the MacBook or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Higher end. Yeah. Um. So now we got some really interesting governmental and uh, 
entertainment stuff. Um, so let's start with Facebook first being sued by the FCC in 48 states who assert that Facebook is an illegal monopoly and they straight up called on Facebook to divest Instagram and WhatsApp, like as a step one. Like this is very specific. Like this isn't yeah. like, hey, we're we're put we're bringing you before Congress. This is like, like a shot fired, basically. You know what I find funny is um, Facebook. Facebook in the last like six months, they've they've come out and they said, oh, you know, we're, we've really deeply integrate. We're we're starting to deeply integrate <laughs> WhatsApp and Instagram yeah. and Facebook. We're, we're integrating them. There's there's this convergence. You know, eventually it's going to be just one cohesive platform. Yeah. And then here comes this. So you can't uh, divest us. Well, exactly. And that, that's what I was wondering is if if this big push all of a sudden to converge them and, and you know, try and make them one big thing is because they knew, like, they're, they're building this case against them and they're, yeah. they're, they're going to try and rip them apart. So they... <laughs> They were, they were desperate to integrate them to make it look like it's just one thing that can't be ripped apart. Do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll succeed? Do you think that the government will succeed in actually forcing them? Because it, when it comes down to it, I'm sure there's examples of this actually occurring, but I keep trying to think of like what mechanism do they have to actually force it? Like, what are they gonna say? We're gonna if you don't do it, if you yeah. don't comply, we're gonna fine you. If you don't comply, we're gonna they're a digital company, basically. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, shut down your your headquarters so your staff can't get in. I mean, like, what what, what are they gonna do? Well, you know, what's funny is um, it's funny you bring that up because I was just talking about a certain a similar situation yesterday. Um, college football. There there were there were congressional hearings because college football used to only have a championship game, mm -hmm. you know, and it would be number one versus number two. Yeah. And that was it. There was no playoffs. There was nothing else. Playoffs? Yeah. Talk about playoffs? And, and and like the the press would release rankings, you know, and whoever's one and two at the end of the season, they would play and that would be your national champion. Well, the congressional hearings said, well, hold on a minute, because you know, that system like smaller schools never have a chance there. Like they'll, they have no shit. way. Yeah. It's football. Well, that's, that's my opinion. The government but, has bigger things to worry about than Well, football. but the thing is, is the thing is, is so they agreed to do a playoff, a 14 playoff, but then they also agreed that they're going to have a committee and the committee is going to use an eye test for the four best teams. So guess what's <laughs> happened since it's still just the big schools and all yeah, the yeah. little schools are, are left in the dust. So like, the entire point of it, you know, was completely lost. You, a, you know, a like lot of nothing things, really changed. Oh, that's the thing. A lot of things, even though they end up being unfair, they got that way because that's just at, at its core. It's the way people want. It, yeah. it, it's the way the audience wants it. It's the way consumers want it. Whatever. It may yeah. be unfair, but it got that way because, you know, of of X, yeah. Y, and Z. And no matter how you try to rearrange X, Y, and Z. The equation always comes out the same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, in, in football and college football, especially like the big schools just stockpile all the talent, like the little yeah, schools, are, right. they're going to get it. They they're going to get annihilated 300 to zero if they play. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're, just, if, it is what it is. They when should you're a, break away. Yeah. Start your own freaking. Yeah. Don't even play an NCAA. Start exactly. a different, whole different thing. Exactly. Um. That. That's. Yeah. I mean. 
what are you gonna do? I mean, nobody wants to watch Binghamton University in, in yeah, the Rose Bowl. Exactly. It's just exactly. a fact. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's um, not gonna happen. Everybody no is you know. everybody are fans of, you know, Clemson and Ohio State and you know exactly. that's, that's and, and like even their bench players are five stars, you know. And yeah. meanwhile, meanwhile, Binghamton's of the world, they're gonna get like one stars. It's the same. It's the same kids that play in your local high school. Just a yeah, year, exactly. just a year later. It's, it's not gonna happen. They could play a hundred times. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So there was other governmental action this week. This one is truly either horrific or raffle worthy. Uh, a U.S. senator is trying to force through a change to make. Uh, streamers getting DMCA'd a felony punishable by jail time. So if you gonna say death. No, well, <laughs> we're getting close. Maybe that's Bruh. the next maybe that's the next term. Um so basically so, if you listen to you know an, an Eminem track a, a Will Smith track, better yet, on stream you have committed a felony and you and you are could could be put in jail. That's what he wants to do. See, you can't, don't do it. We'll get DMCA. <laughs> Wait, now, are they going to put us in jail or are they going to put, they're going to put us no, in jail? No, it's right? you. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. So if uh, you I get, was going to say, were they going to put the us or the platform holder? But this, then I realized no. the platform holder has money. So, of course, it's going to be us. Well, and this is, this is the problem. Like, DMCA, DMCA is basically run by AIs. You know, the record label yeah. AIs pick up on, okay, you know, I, we heard our music and this, if you're watching a, a, if I'm on stream and I'm, you know, this happened during the game awards, it happened during cyberpunk. I'm watching the show. There's copyrighted music being played on the show, which is safe to stream. The game awards says yeah. it's flat out, you know, you can stream our show, but they didn't give us permission to listen to uh, uh, war pigs by black Sabbath, which was in one of the trailers. So I can be put, yeah, I'm, I'm liable. I'm going to tell them it's, it's, it's one of those brainstorm laurel situations where they're not really hearing what they think they are. <laughs> who, the senator who proposed this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, 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 or when they're coming to arrest me. That's not uh, really that's tell, not really the music. Tell them it's the Mandela effect. Yeah, there we go. No, I wrote that song. I wrote that song. I'm going to tell them it's, it's like that brainstorm laurel. <laughs> you remember that? No. What Or laurel or Yanni. What, what's, it, what's it saying? What? You don't remember that? No. Okay, I'm, you remember, you got to remember the, is the dress white and black or gold and white? No. Oh, my I, God. I, 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 I know the. all cultural events. I, I know the, I know the, is it, is this an ugly witch or a beautiful woman painting? I've uh, seen that before. But you, you don't, you, you totally missed the Yanni and Laurel debate. That yes, tore, I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about. That tore the planet apart. No idea what you're talking about. Oh my god! And, and, you is know, this you, like this pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, is this, this... <laughs> no, it was, it was it was like the greatest discussion, you know, of 2015. Yeah, it truly uh, sounds they, like it. <laughs> is it saying Laurel or is it saying Yanni? You can only say one thing. I mean, I, I you're gonna no, no. I'm telling you, you'll hear both. And then there was another one that was like brainstorming. I don't, I don't want to dedicate one more second of my life to. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the, whatever 2015 memory oh. this said um so Nani. i want to take a moment to talk directly to christopher nolan here because <laughs> i have decided that i will never watch a christopher nolan movie ever again because 
he his comments on this HBO Warner Brothers deal, and then I, I know a bunch of other filmmakers jumped in on this and were like, you know, he's right, blah 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 blah. But I feel like it's so tone deaf because, like, yeah. you listen to Dave during during you know our interview with him. He's like, it's great for the consumer. It's happening. Like, it's inevitable. That was his view. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah. and then you listen to, you know, Christopher Nolan, who's like, well, you know, that's the worst streaming service ever. And, you know, they, they've, they didn't talk to any of us, uh, any of us filmmakers. The reason they didn't talk to any of the filmmakers is because if, they if, knew exactly what you're going to say. Well, well that, and if you talk to, if you, you call up everybody, you call up all the stars, you call up yeah. all the directors, the producers, oh, yeah. you're going to have no consensus. It's going to be one giant argument. And exactly. the, the reality is that Warner brothers is in the position to make that decision. That's their job. They're, they're the ones distributing all these films. Yeah. That's their job. It's not yours. I you, mean, I, I'm, you, Christopher Nolan, are getting money from Warner Brothers to make your movie because they have the money. I'm sure and then they you were. sit there and yeah. they're mean, giving I'm you sure. money to make movies that you can't understand the dialogue in, and they still put that shit out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've they've discussed it, or they discussed it with people that have discussed it with the stars and you know whoever. And so I'm sure they're well aware of who is in favor and who will dissent. You know, like I, I'm sure they were already yeah, I'm well sure. aware. Yeah, it's not a surprise to them. Well, um, and I just don't think, like, I totally understand championing like your favorite format, whatever it may yeah. be. I get it. Everybody has their favorite. Obviously, Nolan and you know Dennis Villanueva, who you know was upset that Doom is going to be on HBO. Like, none of them sit there and say, like, oh, great, my movie's going to be seen by X million more people. That That's great. Yeah. They sit there and they go, wow, the cinema is superior. And I, sure, that's fine. But not in 2020, is it? Well, there's that. There's There was a <laughs> global pandemic, except for in New Zealand. But, um, um, like, there's just, there's nobody sitting there and looking at, oh, like, Christopher Nolan's not sitting there going, reading the AMC comments who says that if they don't come up with $750 million in the next 30 days, they're out of business. Like, like, do you, do you read? Like, do you know what's yeah. happening? Like, like, I, I just, it seems so, you know, do you know the Yanni and Laurel debate? <laughs> uh, 2015. You know, if they want to get people back to the theaters, they should re-release the birds. And that's what, yeah. that's what it's going to take. <laughs> But, wow, we, we didn't squeeze that in right at the end. I'm no. So proud of us. But the whole thing to me, I, I, it really made me upset because it's like, are you stupid? Like, yeah. And, and then I got I mean, thinking about his movies and I'm like, he hasn't written. He hasn't written a character that has driven people to the theaters since since the Dark Knight. Like maybe I mean, more people would go to the theater if your movies didn't suck ass. I, I appreciate what he's what he's done. Um but you know, I mean, so history I. is history is littered with people desperately fighting against you know exactly the, the tide changing. Yeah, the changing of the guard. Keep you know, swimming into the Pacific. See how see how it goes. They failed every single. You're gonna time. drown. Yeah, every single time. And, and so, like, you know, I just don't understand how you can't look at it and be like, you know, if this is the way it's going, that that's it. You know, yeah. like you just gotta you gotta step aside and. You don't have, you know, I've heard a lot. Of, who, who was it? 
who was it? Who's that classic uh, film director who's so good? I think it was Martin Scorsese, maybe. Yeah. Who was saying that, you know, Marvel movies are terrible. They're a disgrace to, to cinema. They're a disgrace yeah. to film. And, you know, they asked, like, Robert Downey Jr. about it. And it's like, well, there's, you know, hundreds of millions of other people who would disagree with you. You know, like, the, that's what they want. That's what they're watching. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's what we're making. That's what they want. Like, keep making your movies. I respect them. That's great. You know, like, no disrespect to you. But yeah. this is what we're doing, and people love it. And, and I mean, sorry. I, I'm, I'm sure there's always going to be cinemas. There, you know, oh, sure. Be, I mean, they might become smaller. They might be like built into your local coffee shop, you know, with a much smaller screen. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'll be, it'll still be a social thing once we are allowed to socialize again, you know. Like, yeah. And he can make movies like that. I, I know that's probably not how he wants to do it. You know, he, he probably wants to you know, half billion dollar budget blockbuster movie. Um, but, you know, that's probably just a thing of the past now. Um, so speaking of movies, blockbusters, streaming services, Disney held a major investor call and, and conference this week, and they announced what seems to be at least 10 to 15 more Star Wars shows. And 10 to 15 more Marvel shows. <laughs> it yeah, was just an all-out slaughter. Do you know what? Do you know what their stock price did the next day? No, I don't. Skyrocket. It went did up it? by like it went up by like 20%. Well, which for for a company as large as Disney to that's go a up lot. Like 20. Yeah, in one day is just it's unheard of. Well, it's, what it's do insane. you what, what what's your reaction to all this? Like, were you happy? Are you hold on a second? Hold on. I, I just unplugged my mic, which unplugs the stream. Hold on. All right, you're good. Okay, so um, yeah, uh, the shows, all the shows. I, I was I was telling you how I was sort of burnt out on Marvel. Yeah, but I gotta admit, watching what they're cooking up, I was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'm not completely burnt out. Like they're doing a good job. They they're doing a good job of. Creating new genres for for their heroes, like you know, Loki is going to be like a, a, a heist uh, series, you know, where he he's trying to steal something, or you know, he's he's DB Cooper. And, <laughs> that and, that uh, would be a twist right there. Well, no, did you see the is ending? That, actually, no, I didn't yes, watch the trailer. Was actually, he was actually DB Cooper. <laughs> That's amazing. Jumping out the jumping out the airplane, and then like he gets sucked up into space. Um, so. You know, like, yeah, so stuff like that. It was just really well done. Uh, the quality was, you know, you, you, if, if I showed someone the Loki TV show compared to, you know, any Marvel movie, you would, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't yeah. know which was which, you know. And it was the same thing for Captain America and, or no, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where, you know, the Falcon jumps out of a, a plane and then like he's being chased by, some other like attack helicopter and you know there's yeah. explosions and he's flying around and i mean all of it top-notch quality is, is straight from the movies and that's what i would tell christopher nolan it's like look around like yeah this is happening whether you like it or disney sees the opportunity marvel exactly. sees the opportunity everybody else sees the writing on the wall apparently except you directors who are convinced that the only way yeah. to watch your movie is in a movie theater which you can't even go to right now yeah 
And Tenet comes out in two days for home video, by the way. Don't watch it because apparently it's the wrong way to watch it. So, oh. <laughs> um, you all understand the audio anyway. Are, are you, what was your reaction to Hayden Christensen coming back for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, everybody, everybody, this makes me laugh so much because everybody, when those that trilogy was being made, everybody hated Hayden Christensen. Hated. And yeah. now they're all heralding it. Like, it's the greatest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, it, it's maybe it was just more lighthearted uh, hatred. Or maybe, I don't think it was. Maybe, Star Wars fans aren't well, very, uh, rather than, you know, rather I mean. say lighthearted, but maybe, a I think a hatred. The, maybe, maybe over time, people realized the real problem was George Lucas himself rather than. <laughs> You know, Hayden. Like, yeah. You know. So yeah. maybe maybe they forgave him and they just hate George now. Yeah. It's probably more what happened with the way the movies transpired, not his performance so much. Yeah. Um But I think Star Wars, geez, that's that whole franchise is just hanging by a string. Well, that's that's kind of what I was gonna say about all this. Is like I I, I totally get looking at what you were saying, like well, the stock went up because it's obvious, you know, Disney has a ton of stuff. Obviously, people are going to eat it up. I yeah. get why it went up, but I looked at it all, and I and I was totally like, "This is too much." Like, I I I I can't because it's so much. I couldn't even really begin to delve into it. I was like, "I yeah, I'm just going to check out." I'm I'm you know, I well, I, I think maybe that's what they want. They don't want you to check out, but I think they do want you to feel overwhelmed, so that way you have a good reason to hold on to it month after month because you feel like, well, there's, there's so much more here that I could possibly watch. Poor Buzz Lightyear. Well, poor Tim Allen got recast as Buzz Lightyear. Straight really? up, straight, straight up bitch made. You know who's Buzz Lightyear now? No, God. Chris Evans. Oh God. Chris Evans. Um, so, so they announced that they plan on having 300 million subscribers in the next couple of years. HBO's got 8 million. Yeah. For comparison. Well, right now they have 90 million. Yeah. Uh, but they that's plan nuts. on having they, that's they nuts. plan on having 300. Yeah, I know. But they plan on having 300 million, which is the popular roughly the population of the US. Um <laughs> good point. And it's going to be $8 a month. Who who's um, that What's that show where they give you points uh, on ESPN? Tony Reale gives points. I would have just given you a around few, the horn. A few around points for that one. Ding ding. So so they're going to get if they get 300 million subscribers, monthly subscribers, that's going to be $2.4 billion every single month just from Nuts. the streaming service. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Um, that's what, like what, $26 billion a year. So, like, they, they could put their movies on there. And yeah. A couple of things that I found really interesting was actually the smaller, more obscure news. And some of it was the storylines that Marvel is going with that kind of excited me. So they did confirm that they're not recasting T'Challa, which I think is the right call. Yeah. Um, they announced they're doing a secret invasion show, which is going to be, cool. uh, was that the one that ends with the, with the giant yes. woman exploding? I hope, yes. I hope they do that. It, it makes sense though, to do it with Nick Fury because they already started the scroll thing with Nick Fury. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, but you know, the, the it's going to be completely different than oh, yeah. what it was in the All comics. the heroes won't be there. Well, in the movies, the um, the scrolls seem to be like the good guys. Yeah. And in the comics, they were just pure evil. So yeah. I mean, like that that alone means it's it's got to be just 
different. They could they could write something where you know there's a new faction of scrolls that's you know declared war or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're doing the Ironheart storyline, so that kind of confirms the future of Iron Man, not Tony Stark, yeah. but the Iron Man. Well, thing. yeah, I won't be surprised if he comes back in some sort of right Tony Stark cameo. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the going forward they're doing iron heart they're doing armor wars which this is this one to me this is part of the problem i had it's like it seems like with both star wars and marvel it's like they sat at a table and they're like okay in the next three years we are going to do every single freaking thing that we can do and we're gonna make it put it down we're making it now like like that's kind of what it feels like like you want to okay the mandalorian did good so let's give Obi-Wan a series. Let's give, uh, uh, you know, this guy a series. Let's give this guy a series. Let's give this guy a series. It's like that Oprah meme. And you get one, Oprah. and you get one, and you get one. The Oprah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you look at you look at Netflix. I mean, Netflix is like, they literally have like a new show every single day or something. So. Yeah. But it's not all the same franchise. <laughs> like yeah. literally the same franchise. But I mean, I, if I'm gonna get like a new show every single day, I wouldn't mind it being like a, new, a different Marvel or a different whatever. Yeah, uh, I was also excited by Christian Bale's casting as Gore the God because I could Gore see the him, God Butcher. I could see, yeah, there you go. I could see him being really good. I googled the role really or the character really quickly, and I saw it instantly. Like he's gonna be great yeah. at this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really. I mean, like that that. Thor Love and Thunder movie sounded, sounded pretty good. Yeah. What's Which is funny because the, the the first two Thor movies kind yeah. of sucked. But th- I think I think Ragnarok is one of the best Marvel films. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Who who's that horse guy that's confirmed to be in the new Thor movie? He's like uh, Thor, but he's a horse. Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't wait for him. Oh God. That's gonna be great. Have they confirmed who's playing him yet? Uh, no, I, I hope it's somebody like really, but like, he, he's done. You know, I didn't even know he is confirmed for that. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. And pretty sure they confirmed that like a long time ago. You know, they had his picture in, in Thor Ragnarok. He's on the Did side they? of the tower. I yeah, don't think I saw the, that. He, he's on the side of the tower. Um, you know, that, that Hulk and Thor is captain. Yeah. I didn't he, catch that. His head's, his head's on the side <laughs> of, if you look closely. I hope they really ham it up with him and cast like, I don't know, like like Nicolas Cage or something, like yeah, like yeah. like really just go all in on that concept. Well, you know, you know, um, DC is gonna like do their own like multiverse thing. And, oh yeah. And uh, Nicolas Cage is, was cast as Superman, which he, which he yeah. always wanted to do. I, I'm also a bit. A lot of people are getting hyped for this Spider-Man multiverse in the third movie. Yeah. I'm totally scared by it. Totally. Really? Uh, because it's gonna turn into dog shit. That's why it's gonna. Uh... <laughs> they quickly just do like quick cameos like literally one shot with toby mcguire you know like stuff like that i i'm i'm i don't know i don't i don't like the idea at all i i in a in an animated series or movie like they did it, that's one thing but i don't know I, i'm, I'm kind of interested though because the first two movies felt like iron spider-man like you know yeah he, yeah he was almost like iron man that shoots webs like yeah. his, his suit was so advanced that it didn't really feel completely like spider-man but i feel like this third movie it's really got to be a spider-man movie now that iron man's dead and gone um so you know i'm excited to see what it can be when he's not completely in the shadow of iron man yeah all right so that brings us to rank if you got one this week i don't have a rank this week 
So I'm going to rank my three favorite New Blood games. Then. There you go. I I'm going to do number one, Ultra Kill. Number two, Dusk. Number three, Faith. And they're all really good. So oh, those, yeah. those are my three favorites. Especially the music. Jeez. Yeah, music it is real. Oh, and but and it, it definitely in dusk. And, in dusk and ultra kill, it's, it's amazing. When I, when I yeah, when I turned dusk, out, I was like, holy crap! Yeah, like, I couldn't believe it. And that's the guy who went on to do the music for I, I, the new I Doom Eternal ex, uh, expansion. I, I completely believe it because if if that's what he was doing on like an ind, you know an indie yeah. project, like I, wow. Um. Recommendations this week. I I didn't prepare this because I was really prepared for uh you know preparing for Dave. But my my recommendation yeah, exactly. is is play New Blood games. That, that's what I'm gonna say. I don't know if you've there prepared you anything, but no. I, but I, I I'll uh, second that. I like that. Yeah, I mean I I really wasn't you know I didn't think we would do the second show right off. Yeah. That, so I just want to because there's so much news. I wanted to make sure we hit it so we can keep keep moving. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Godspeed stories. Uh, you got the Wild Bill mug. Can you tap it with something to actually set us off? Uh, uh, Headbutt it. Give me your remote. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. World of Warcraft Shadowlands becomes the fastest selling PC game of all time. Of all time. 3.7. This That's a Kanye reference, by the way. Uh, the 3.7 million copies sold on the first day. Hit him with a tattoo. What? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Can't see it right now. Uh, gaming content on YouTube literally doubled for watch time oh. and not made. So even though YouTube's been huge for however long, two times more gaming stuff was watched on YouTube in 2020 than in 2019. Doubled. Yeah. My niece and nephew are addicted to it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> watching, watching gaming stuff. Yeah. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 is coming to mobile next week. Are you going to play this? Because everybody wants an 80-hour RPG on their mobile phone. You know, th this game has always broken my heart because I always hear how good it is. But, you know, it's it's just kind of... It's time has come and gone, I feel like. Yeah. You, you either either played or you didn't. This one I absolutely love. Absolutely love this. I, but my question for you is, do you think it'll ever make it out? Resident Evil, as it is dubbed, 3.5 is being developed by a, a small indie developer. This is, they took that trailer, you know that initial RE4 trailer where Leon fights the guy with the sickle in the house? Yeah. And it was it was more traditional Resident Evil? Yeah. They're making that game. Like, literally, with Leon, the whole shebang. They, they are, are they gonna, are, are they gonna include, like, the uh, the ghost with the scythe? Everything, one-to-one. -one. And then they're gonna, they wow. wanna finish the game. Wow. Do you think it'll ever actually make it out, though? Do you think Capcom God, will kill I, it? I, I don't, well, yeah, I mean, there's always that danger. But I hope it does, because, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, uh, indies, they, they really, it's always a passion project. Yeah, exactly. They, so, so it's, um, there, there's a, cer a certain feel to indies that you don't get from the And it's And it's really. the old school survival horror. You know, like the tank. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And, and I, I'm interested to see what that I love for. the RE4 that we got. But I would really, yeah. I always, I, a part of me always wished that we also, in an alternate universe, got that game. Yeah. So. Oh, I always wish that we get another tank control. That too. Evil sometime. Uh, xCloud is coming to PC and iOS this spring. I'm glad it's coming to PC. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. How's it, how's it going to come to iOS, I wonder? Through, through the browser? I think so. That's what they've said, yeah. 
that's, that's cool. Have you seen the trailer for Fat Man? Fat Man. Uh, have, have you seen no. it? No, I haven't. You should definitely look it up. It is. Is it about the bomb or the? No, no. It is Mel Gibson playing Santa Claus. When, oh, okay. Yeah. When an assassin comes for him, and uh, it looks incredible. I gotta watch it. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Yet. My my favorite part from the trailer is you know Santa Claus is standing out in a wide open field, you know, and he's yelling at somebody, and he's got a gun in his hand, and he yells, "You think you're the first? Like, like other people have come to try to kill him before." I, it's I, funny you. Uh, it's funny. It's funny you have this story because just before the show started, I was reading how detectives caught these car thieves by dressing as Santa Claus and elf. <laughs> and, and, and as they were passing by them, they, they arrested them. Speaking of uh, detectives, uh, the Zodiac cipher was solved this week after what, 50 years? 51 years. And really revealed nothing of substance. No, absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, I mean, it did have just the one interesting fact that he said it wasn't me on the TV the other day, which was kind of interesting because, you know, everybody thought it really was him on the yeah. TV. So, but and other than that, yeah, it did kind of it did kind of confirm too that he was just totally playing with everybody the whole time. Like he was totally yeah. confident in what he was doing. Like, yeah, are, I think he had the one he said like, "Are you having fun or something like that? Yeah. Are you having fun and, looking for me or something?" Yeah, and he, and he doesn't know how to spell paradise, so he's obviously <laughs> yeah, he's obviously. I mean, he was obviously an idiot, but an idiot that managed to evade identification and capture for his entire life. <laughs> Yeah, by, but mostly by pure dumb luck. Probably, but he, he once he once walked right by the cops, but the cops got a wrong report on what he looked like. So yeah, they didn't grab him. Uh, did you see the trailer for Nobody? Uh, no, it's literally called Nobody. It's the, got the guy who plays Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad, and it's almost like John Wick 2.0. It's interesting. Uh, Bad Robot has founded a gaming studio. Bad Robot of, uh, what the hell yeah. is his name? Uh, uh, Why can't I think biggest, of his name? His, his, I know, I know. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Not George Lucas, though. Not Ryan yeah. Johnson. The other he's one. He's so big, he's so big, we can't think of his name. The Cloverfield guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell is his name? But they're making a game his, studio. I can see his face with those he, glasses. Yeah. Do you think they'll make anything good? No. Me either. I was going to say no, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh hyperscape is coming to the epic game store do you think this game will get a second chance now that it's moving away from ubisoft's terrible launcher yeah let's hope so and this is breaking news uh that company called layla which there was a rumor that sony was trying to buy them a while ago it had like splash damage um and a whole bunch of other developers has been purchased by tencent not sony oh. surprise tencent da -da -dum. Uh, coming this week, we have the Call of Duty Warzone update. We're getting a new map, so I'm definitely going to be streaming that. I definitely plan to stream the back for Blood Alpha, too, because I got I was be excited to get in there. So that's it for God Mode Unlocked episode 120. I think uh, if everybody could give us feedback on, you know, if you liked what we did with Dave, whether you'd like us to do that more, who we should bring on the show next. I think Phil Spencer is, uh, owes us a show, probably. Yeah. Uh, since we advertise yeah. Game Pass for him every single That's week. True. <laughs> I got to get him out here. But uh, yeah, that's got one unlocked episode 120. Maybe for episode 200. Get Phil for 200. That should be a real. Yeah. 
That should be our that, campaign. Will, will that be next year? Will that be in 2021? Uh, probably no, not. No, it'll probably be like early 2022. So I 50, yeah, 52 plus 120 is not 200. So we got at least a year yeah. to work on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. God mode unlocked. Out. Oh, somebody wants uh Daisho wants somebody who does marketing who works in the esports industry basically like actual esports industry that would be good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe who was we, that? Who was that? Pax. Yeah, as I say, that was a uh, Marty who used to work for Splice. Yeah. Could try, I could reach out to him. He's from Rochester, yeah. so. Yeah. We'll keep it all in the yeah. Northeast because Dave is we, from we, yeah. New York and. Yeah. Who knew? And wound up all the way in New Zealand. Yeah. Jesus. Gaming takes you strange places. Where you wait two months for your Amazon packages. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got right. unlocked. Out. Out. Ace, or whatever you used to say. Clap the mail in your cheeks.